It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. Last week on the Hideout, we were off the air for an hour because of technical difficulties. I got made fun of for liking Sinbad. I got made fun of for the camper shell. It was not a good week to be me. I'm the Kid, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. Bring the ship up to broadcast, Deb. We're going in. Passing you into FM. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and very loyal fan base. Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is a Saturday night, so that means your boys are here. Six to nine o'clock on Saturdays, you can be yourself. Rest of the week, eh, you gotta, you know, you gotta wear your suit. It's a holiday weekend. You can lay low in the hideout and kind of just be yourself. Exactly. If you want to join us, Hideout Radio is the instant messenger. Hideout Heretics is the fan board hideoutheretics.net we have a jam-packed show tonight so i don't know if we're going to be able to get you in but if you want to give us a call 800-636-1067 800-636-1067 very good my friend very very good uh, our boys are here too dubs we got the satchel patch what's happening and also the kid mclovin how's it going with a fantastic update talking about how last week essentially we just goofed on him mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be the same this week it might. All right, it probably will at some point. But hang tight. Everything ought to be good, my man. Um, here in the first hour, when we all get together, just, you know, what's been going on during the week. You know what I mean? Personally, and your, uh, in your, you know, what's been going on in the... Um, in the news. In you the know, news. What, what, what have you been ca- talking about? Let's get caught up, man. What's been going on? What, what, what stuck out to you this week? Anything in particular, Dubs? Um, in the news or in my hey, life? Well, I know you're moving. Yeah, that that's the thing that's consumed all my time this week. I mean, we, we've had to stay at work late a couple days and then um, going home and, and trying to move as much as I possibly can after that and then waking up again at what I should be waking up at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I haven't been waking up till 7. Right. I also want to thank you for not asking me to help you. Uh, I, in fact... I even offered, and you were like, nah, it's okay. And that was really cool of you, <laughs> and I really do appreciate that. I do have a few more things that may, may need a little help. And with. I know you didn't ask the kid because didn't he, ask me. he has a shell on his uh, truck. And on his personality. So <laughs> both of those really kept me Personal- from asking him. Personality can be overlooked, and then you go look at the camper shell. No, I wouldn't be caught dead with my stuff riding around in that truck. That was uh, for whatever reason that consumed you guys last week. Uh, last it's week's annoying. Hideout. We went down and looked at it even during the show, and we can't get enough of. And he still has that on there. 
Is it, is, it, is it good or bad for gas mileage? I don't know. I don't know if it does anything for because it's more weight, but it's more aerodynamic, so it might kind of just even out. Right. Hey, uh, let me ask you guys this: Is gas prices affecting you at all? Hell yeah! Still, oh yeah! It's all absolutely terrible. You know, I the other day it was uh, uh you know, we're going in, and I'm thinking I wanted to put like five bucks worth of gas in the car. You know, ten, five, six years ago, you could throw five dollars in, you get yeah. you get around for the whole weekend. And I start thinking about it, and I just needed five or six gallons, and it ended up costing about twenty bucks. And then I realized that now in today's world, to go put five dollars worth of gas in is going to cost twenty bucks to get five gallons. It's changed well, that much. You're yeah. right. Well, if you put five dollars worth of gas in, if you actually just put five dollars in, you could drive- you, you wouldn't even see it come up on your on your uh, tank at all. Like on. Uh, it would it would move maybe an eighth of an inch. It would be just enough to get to the next gas station to put five more dollars in. Yep. <laughs> and you know what annoys me? It's funny you bring that up. For whatever reason, I don't know if this is true or not, but I guess there was a stereotype that that's what Mexicans do. What? They just go in and they would just put in like, give me seven dollars. Oh yeah. And drive me- off without paying? <laughs> no. no. They they would they would uh, they would do that. I worked at a gas station for a while. They, it wasn't that they put necessarily less in than uh white folks but they would put like exact change in I've like asked, they'd ask for like 738 no. on pump four i used to put less than a dollar i put in 50 cents i put in quarters why because back in the day to annoy was, no because i needed gas I like, pennies? Am, am i going to be able to make it home uh you know so i go in I, I got 50 cents right now i can make it home i can make it back to the so gas you say, station give me 50 cents on three yeah i've done it before I've, <laughs> Less than 50 cents before. I've given them like 38 cents. I have given less than 50 I would, cents. I would slap you. But back in the day when... when Have you ever just gone in there and grabbed the penny, the, the uh, share a penny thing and said, I want this much on four? No, I mean, that, that's just... That, that is, would be great. That's plum ridiculous. If you just walked in and said, here, give me this eight cents right now on seven and let's just roll with it. And I wonder if, I wonder what they would do. I wouldn't do it if I worked there. Like, no, that's a share a penny. Uh, I would be like, all right. Sure, and then you have to all print out and see what happens, just to see how much gas you would actually get. Uh, what happens if you, you squirted just a tad too much? Then you got nine pennies well, and no. you used all the free penny. <laughs> it, it would stop. It's auto right? set. Then you're out there bump. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is auto set. So that's what. Have you ever been in a situation like it's, you're thinking about that? I remember this one time when we were in Michigan and mm-hmm. I was on my way to work, and I was on nothing, and my gat my credit card got rejected. Ouch. So I had like I had nothing, and I I don't even remember how I ended up getting money. I, I really did don't. You, did you I, scrape it out of the bottom of your car and yeah, everything? Yeah, I think at that time it was like two thousand, two thousand one. So like a dollar thirty, dollar forty for gas. And I was able to make it forty miles on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was shocking to me. And then I get to work, and I have to beg my program director, Bob Olson. I'm yeah. Like, Bob, I need gas money, dude. And, and as a PD, he, he was just like, are we really not paying you that much? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of that point. Well, where you're I, driving from Ann Arbor to Lansing, which if people yeah, people don't know how far that drive, is. It's one way. Yeah. So is that the best way to go get more money from your boss is going there and asking for gas money? Well, you didn't get a raise after that. No, I didn't get a raise. <laughs> so I'm take you notes. just got to borrow 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but, you know, it's that kind of a situation where, man, I was desperate, mm. and, you know, you have to go hat in hand. And, then you know, it humbles you, and you're just like, uh, I can't pay for gas. Is there any way you or the company? And he actually gave me the company card for me to be able to go fill up, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Which is actually a very nice gesture. 
But I, I don't know that that's probably the most desperate as far as gas. I've never thrown 38 cents. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's stupid. That wasn't nothing. That was, it wasn't even embarrassing. It was just something to do. Now, uh, talking about desperation for uh, for gas, in Kentucky this week, um, a man paid a prostitute with a gas card. She took the gas card as payment for sex, a $100 gas card, and she uh, she did her thing for him. And uh, let me see. There's a there's a quote from the local prosecutor. said, uh uh, it was sad to see someone selling their body for gas. Was there actual? Was there actually money on the gas card? That'd be great if that was just the scam. He like <laughs> he just pulled it off the rack and yeah. was like he had like ten of them and none of them were activated. But and he was he's going just around to whores. Like I want to know whether or not he actually did that. Yeah, I don't think she'll ever know because you know she didn't get to use it. They got busted during it. And um, uh. Do you think we're turned into kind of Mad Max times now where gas is just that, that huge gold commodity and everybody's doing whatever they can to get around on their, their old uh, Harley? Well, I came to this realization. Gas is not a right. It's a privilege. So if you can't make enough for gas, then you probably shouldn't have a car. I bought or, you a bike. Need, or you need to get a different job. I bought a bike and like to go pay bills. I drive my car pretty much. To work and to my house, and that's it. Well, Other that's that, all it can take. I mean, that thing's uh, that thing's a heap. It would doesn't matter. Even 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 just that right there. That's about a hundred dollars a month that I have in a budget strictly for gas, mm-hmm. and it's filling up once every two weeks, fifty dollars a pop. And uh, if I go pay bills, if I go to the grocery store, I have a bicycle that I hop on and I ride a little BMX bike to the grocery store and back, and to pay bills and to go rent I, a movie. I've always wondered this because uh, I've always thought you know maybe a bike would be a good way to get around. But I can't imagine how I would pack up my groceries and ride a bike. They have the, the like you can get a backpack. Now this is so you, you can just fill up a backpack. Pretty or much, I have a couple of I have a couple of backpacks that I used to haul equipment in and yeah. stuff like that. They're pretty good size, so you can just throw a couple of milk. Now you can't go in there and buy eighty dollars worth of groceries, but so you know you can get a couple of uh, small bags. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in, in cities the size of D.C., you know, each neighborhoods and stuff like that, you got a grocery stores right there. You got, you can go yeah, to I mean, the you, post office. You can just get on a bike and order ride. delivery. Yeah, you can hit up the giant. Um, here's what's funny. I don't know if you guys knew this. I saw this was kind of cool. Just a little fun fact for you. UPS, mm-hmm. do you know how they save money? How? They only take routes in which they're, the UPS drivers can take only, they only take rights. So they're never taking a left. So they never have to sit there and idle. And apparently, like, it saves the company a ton of money. Really? Where, where all the routes are designed so they're only taking rights. I drive like that, but I never thought of a corporation running like that. That's pretty smart. I, 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 I never I, I never even thought that that would – that, that never crossed my mind of, you know, you sit so long and idle – uh, wait until left-hand turn. They're the anti-NASCAR. You know, I, I was one of those holiday helpers for UPS – that uh, they just have on during the holidays when it's heavy for them. Like yeah. Sinbad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Jim all the way. And I'm going to have to call BS on that. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is according to a report that I saw. It was like a... W- I've heard that before, but... W-S-T-P-T-V. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. We sat at a lot of left-hand turn signals. Well, now you just ruined everything. Because here I'm thinking, here's a fantastic idea. I, it may that I work. Want, yeah, something that I might want to do. But uh, it may work. They just might not be doing it like the like being reported. Right. Uh, yeah, they may be cutting corners. Yeah. But um, it is the hideout. Half and dubs. One hundred six point seven. WJFK. Why? What was wrong with that? Why would you hate me? There was nothing wrong with that. Uh, 
I've known somebody to, you know, sorry to jump back a little bit, but I've known a guy to pay a hooker with a cell phone. He's How just, so? He a gas card. Uh, he, he like, a, a, like a phone card or an actual cell phone? A cell phone. He brought a hooker over to the house, uh-huh. and uh, I was out of town, and apparently he stole the key, and him and another friend stole a key, and uh, went back to, to my apartment a couple hours away where we were, did mm-hmm. a bunch of meth, called a hooker, and he didn't have any money to pay the hooker. He was going to stiff her or something like that, you know? Bitch. She, she, she freaked out. And walk, walk, walk. She, she freaked out, called her pimp. Her pimp was coming and stuff like that. And, and he was stressing, thinking he was about to get beat up, yeah. shot, something like that. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? I don't have any money. And pretty much he uh, dumped his cell phone on her. Wow. That's and hard. she took it? Yeah. And then he what, turned it off or what? I don't know. <laughs> he was without a cell phone, whining, whining about paying a hooker. We, we're like, you know, we started calling him. I lost my phone. I gave it to some hooker. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, by the way, Dubs, uh, if, it's very funny because earlier this week while we were at work, I mm-hmm. saw you on Craigslist. Yeah. And I know you're in the men for men section. What? Which is kind of funny. But I don't know what you were doing. If you were looking for sex or your other gag that you like to do, posting photos of your friends well, and their fake gay profiles. Well, I, I haven't done the actual posting fake profiles. Right now, my favorite thing to do is uh, because me and my cousin, Bicurious BJ, we will uh, send stuff back and forth of, you know, uh, and we have to do it while they're not on guard. We uh, send something saying, hey, check out this uh, this apartment I'm check- I'm looking at. And he knows I'm looking for apartments, so he'll go on there, and then he'll see uh, a picture of a man's uh, sack. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like a big bear stud bending over in front of the camera. And so he just sees the Craigslist. Yeah, he just sees the Craigslist, says, uh, you know, you know, profile, blah, 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 blah. That's and that's how they all look. Uh, no matter if you're looking for apartments or men for men, it looks exactly like that. That's something we always used to do on the Instant Messenger because a lot of times, I don't know if it's the same anymore on the IM because I have it all hooked up through oh, Gmail now. Yeah. But what you could do is if you wanted to put in a link to somebody, you could you could put it in as one thing and then name it something completely so you, the other. So it could be this big, long link, but you want to just uh, kind of put a description of what it is. So you want to send a picture of a cat, but the link is all long. You could just write cat in there, and that would that thing you click would be the link, the, just the, the, the three-letter word there. Well, we used to do that all the time. Like, With dude, gay stuff. Yeah, we'd be like, dude, you got to check out this hot chick. And it's like, you know, dude check out this hot chick, you know, and then the hyperlink. There's a grundle. Uh, and it would go to, like, meatspin.com, you know what I mean, or lemonparty.org, me, Th- those kinds of websites. Let me show you what I do real quick. You guys talk. Lemonparty.org? Yeah. You've never been check, a, you've check never, it out. You, can, you, it, can you check it out here? Yeah, on his, on his uh, laptop. On his, uh, is this going to be uh, Lemon Drop? No. no, 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 lemonparty.org. You've never heard of <laughs> lemonparty.org? No, not really. Do you know the infamous Tub Girl? Tub? Yeah. That, that, that oh, dead-looking okay. girl? All right, hold on. Here's one of the ones I sent over. Uh, Flip, you come over here real quick before you go to the lemon party. Uh, yeah. Here's one of them I sent to Bi Curious BJ, my <laughs> cousin, saying it was an apartment. Before you uh, before you, before you you join the lemon party. Oh! <laughs> now, oh! I'll have Faye come on over oh. and check this out. Uh, I... Again, I go on Craigslist and uh, That's not because helping. you can find apartments there. And I tell, hey, bike ears, BJ, what do you think of this apartment that I am sending over? That's no. not. That's not healthy. No. That's what? not healthy. What? Right, go ahead.
Go to Limit Party. By the way, don't go to these if you're under 18. I don't want to. Is it is it, that? Is it going to be more of that? No, nah, no, nah, it's nothing like that. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Fun, actually. Uh, it's a game. I don't know how to spell lemon. <laughs> L-E-M-O-N-P-A-R-T-Y. That's what I got. L-E-M-O-N-P-A-R-T-Y dot com. Org. Oh. Org. Oh. Oh. All right. Oh, it makes a difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dot org. Reminds me of cameltoe.org. Y'all saw that? No. <laughs> What's is wrong with them? Yeah, that's, that's nothing. Everything's puckered. Uh, it is a high IFA Dubs 106.7 WJFK. By the way, Dubs. Yes. I know you've gotten away from the whole fake profile thing, mm-hmm. but just to let you know, they're starting to make laws for this now. I know. In Missouri, Cyberbullying. In Missouri, it actually passed this week. There was a the governor there signed in the law a whole cyberbullying situation. Where what you can a puss. Get, where you could get in real legitimate trouble for that. Why? He was a cyber ass whipped. <laughs> Cause, uh, oh, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, because that little girl that committed suicide. Yeah, it looks like he's not going to be my MySpace friend. Yeah, exactly. By the way, MySpace.com slash LHFA7. MySpace.com slash JDubs517. What's yours? Do you have a URL? Satchel Patch, maybe. <laughs> then you, you never don't. set one up? What? Nah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're computer illiterate, man. Yeah, tell me. T- I got t- better t- things to do. Tell me everything. Well, first of all, no, no. Tell me everything that you have to do uh, that, well, first of all, everything you know about the Internet. Like, what do you use the Internet for? I used to use it for porn. Uh, like in high school, you know, I'd have, uh, you know, parties when nobody was at home. I'd check out of school, say I was sick, you know, eight hours of hardcore porn. Uh, other than that, you know, just your sporting websites, uh, ESPN. Cameltoe.org is, was the greatest website I'd ever found. It's the only website I've ever read that made me cry. The writing on that thing was unbelievable. That I laughed so hard that I couldn't stand it. It was hysterical. And they went and actually changed it. It used to be almost like a Hooters, delightfully tacky yet refined. Yeah. To where you could look at it work. There's no nudity, but there would be some nice toe shots. And... uh but now they've, they've got a little nudity on there. You don't want to bring it up at work, and there's porn on there, so it's not the same. It's kind of lost that edge. Kind of like, you know, you see a girl in her underwear, and you really want to know what's under there, and you see her yeah. naked, and you're like, oh, not so hot. Yeah, not as much. Uh, other than that, just simple browsing. Uh, I got a MySpace, but, you know, I'm not on that thing that much. But instant messaging, I've never done that. I've never sent a text message. You should really. You've never sent a text I've, message? I've sent zero text messages in my life. Why? I don't it's know. It's so much better than talking to people because you don't have to reply. I don't talk to people. You don't, you don't have to talk to them. I don't bother with it. I, I, the people I talk to, I see in my day-to-day lives. I'll call my family. I don't, I'm not texting anybody, but that's about it. Jesus, man. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything? No, or? Uh, on a, a bunch of Craigslist lemon drops all over the Internet? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not missing out. You are. It's so much fun. No. You know, I, I kind of you don't know. You don't understand the joy you get. When you hear someone make the noise you did of, oh, God. Well, you can do that by, you know, fruit basket. Fruit baskets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you can, I, love, I prefer to do that kind of thing in real life rather than take a picture and, uh, be like, oh, you know, put it on the Internet for the world to see. Do it to a select few, you know, bend over and, and show them your fruit. Uh, <laughs> it is the hideout on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK, J Dubs. The Satchel Patch and the Kid McLovin. Hey, very quick break. Come back on the other side. An update, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I should have brought it up. I wanted to bring it up right at the beginning. Uh, remember that guy 
that in Texas that shot those people breaking into the neighbor's house. Oh, yeah, scumbags. He uh, There's an update on what happened to him. And really, honestly, it's an excuse to play the audio. Yeah, the, uh, the audio is just priceless. It's one of my favorite 911 calls of all time. They give him the key to the city? Uh, <laughs> almost. And then in addition to that, too, um, the guys from We Hit and Run, Yeah. you know, they do the show We Hit and Run, and they were part of when we were doing the whole Next Cast thing. One of them, Kevin, put together promos of the hideout. And it's actually pretty good. It might be good for everyone to kind of get a re-education. And one of them in particular, a son of a bitch, he he mixes together a rant of mine when we were in D.C. before mm. about how awful marriage is with the story of me proposing to my chick. He's such an ass, but it's actually really good. Well, how good are Waffle House proposals? Shut up. No, it was a red light. Steak and ale. Wendy's. Steak and oh. ale. But not this <laughs> at one. Least that, it wasn't that, that, was, that was the first. At least you're in John Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side. It's the Hideout, Hefe, and Dubs, Satchel Patch, and the Kid on 106.7 WJFK. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. The Hideout. The Hideout. El Hefe and J-Dubs. Caution. Retards in area. The Hideout. Saturday night in the hideout, just getting going, 106.7 WJFK. It's Doug, I'm Hefe, Satchel Patch, and the kid are also uh, joining us as well. Oh, by the way, I haven't really gotten, we haven't told the boys yet, but we've been asked to do a little little fill-in a couple nights in D.C. as Jim Rome's on vacation. So it'll be the week of the 14th, we'll be doing it... What, Monday and Tuesday, I believe, something yeah, like Monday that? Yeah, Monday and Tuesday, the 14th and 15th. We'll be in here from uh, 7 to 10, Monday night, Tuesday night. Having some fun during the week in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, so, you know, keep your eyes, ears, everything peeled out for that one. Hideoutheretics.net will have the latest as well. Uh, yeah, it's a Saturday night. Hopefully everybody's enjoying the 4th of July weekend, the extended weekend. Hopefully you had Friday off. Uh, you know, be safe. I mean, it is D.C. I couldn't imagine anybody. I mean, you know, some people got to keep things safe. But Speaking you know. of, uh, speaking of uh, being safe, there's someone here, read a story about a woman who was not safe. Uh, she goes to a convenience store and wants to buy some beer. Uh-huh. Why she, else would you go to a convenience store? Right, right. Cigarettes, condoms? Yeah. Oh, speaking of cigarettes, did you hear the thing about the guy, uh, like a fight, like 200 people got in a yeah, fight over uh, cigarettes? There was a 200-person <laughs> melee at a uh, convenience store because uh, the clerk accused someone of stealing cigarettes, and there's a big argument. There's 200 people at this convenience store at like 2 a.m. 200? They needed they, crowd control. Yeah. And if a fight broke out like that, I'm going straight to the beer the beer uh, cooler. So what happened at your convenience store, kid? Lady goes to buy beer. She drives right into the convenience store, literally, right, right into the convenience well, they store. A, a, to the drive-thru, right? No, no. She made a drive-thru. <laughs> she made a drive-thru. But uh, they, they arrested her under uh, suspicion of uh, drunken driving. Suspicion? Really? Yeah. Well, did she try to pay for it? Now, if she tried to pay for the beer, I would say she was drunk. But if she, you know... Ran off, that's just a smash and grab. That's what you call a wahoo. Yeah. No, she plowed about halfway through the store. I don't think she uh, she drove off after that. So she didn't try to pay for it? No. Who knows? So what happened? She gets out of the car and she asks for beer? Yeah. <laughs> that's a wahoo. 
What? That's a Wahoo. We used to do that all the time. See, in Arkansas on Sundays, you wait can't buy you minute. can't buy beer. Yeah, you, beer on Sundays is uh, you, illegal there. You used to drive into stores all the time. No, we didn't drive into them, but we'd go pull Wahoos, and that's pretty much where you when. You need some beer, you go get the beer one way or another. You create a distraction, you go get your beer, and on your way out, you holler, Wahoo! Because you're running out with beer. So, so the way you pull a proper Wahoo, the way I was, the way I always did it, is, you know, I'm not a thief, I don't like to steal things. So this was back when, say, a 30 pack of beer was 15, 16 dollars, under yeah. 20 bucks. So you get a 20 dollar bill, you go back to the beer cooler, grab your, you know, 12 pack, or your 30 pack of beer, and then they say, before they even have a chance to say, it's Sunday, we're not selling beer. You slap that $20 down on the counter and run right out the door, and as you smack out that front door, holler, Wahoo! Get in the car and tear out of there. And that's a Wahoo. This is apparently what this lady sounds like she was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, again, the, <laughs> so stupid. The, uh, what was it I saw this week? Like the World Health Organization or whatever, they came out and they were talking about how the United States still Mm-hmm. We take the most drugs. Like we, we oh, in yeah. America, we love to get high. Yeah, we are number one in uh, dependency in uh, uh, substance abuse. Number they, one in substance abuse. They That's said we're what it the was. most likely, despite our whole war on drugs, which these wars on anything are just ludicrous. But despite the war on drugs, uh, most of these people, like we're still the most likely to get to have cocaine. Uh, to, you know, that's the good stuff. Marijuana. That's not even harmful. And mm. to be like alcoholics and stuff. No, I, I was I was a fan of the cheap high. Do you know where me and my buddies would you know spend a quarter and about five or six of us would get high, and as you pretty much get a, get a nice hard plastic cup, yeah, maybe a glass cup. Go to the gas station, you know, give them a quarter, fill it up. A little huffing. You get a huff session That's going on. That's why you were giving them a quarter. Yeah. Not to fill up your gas there tank. You go. But to actually you go get the, high. You fill up the gas tank on the scooter or the moped, drive it around the corner down into the woods, and then you and your buddies hover over the gas tank. All right. By the way, do not do that. That's something that this retard does. Unless you have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> unless you want to get really high. And if that doesn't work, try choking yourself. <laughs> do not. No. It is a hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Hey, I saw something. Talk about unhealthy living. Uh, Gay Pride Month just got oh, going over. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no right, seriously. On, no, no, no. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me stop you, all right? He, he does have a point that the, the death rate is a little higher. Right, but regard- but it, it, it can be happy loving, but it is a little more unhealthy. I don't want to stereotype people. You can get in a lot of trouble. So I want to make it clear First of all, I don't hate gay people, so I'm not a real big fan of gay bashing or anything on this show. No, I'm not trying to bash anything. You know, it's just... It's a segue. I'm Come not, on. I'm not don't trying. fault the man for a segue. Good night. I've never tried to bash anything like that. But uh, the Gay Pride Month was last, uh, uh, you know, in, in June. Mm-hmm. And they usually have this... And it's kind of big for me. You know, I, I, I had a falling out at a gay pride parade one time, literally. And... Uh, oh, that is true. That uh, the, the satchel patch... And the whole story got arrested uh, for handing out gay porn at a well, gay pride parade. This will give us a good chance to play his intro again, because I don't know if people are just now catching on to the hideout if they've heard this thing. Lurking in the shadows. I'm appalled, absolutely appalled and outraged that anybody would stoop 
to a stunt like that. They don't know who this man the is. Officials say a prankster from a local radio station. Lip satchel. You're looking at exclusive Fox 16 video. They don't know who this man is. Witness the consequence. That is the satchel patch. Lip satchel. I'm appalled. I don't I even know what that means. The man that was wearing the speedo. <laughs> Lip satchel is obscene. The officials say a prankster from Spectre. a local radio station spoiled part of that. Radio personality. Lip satchel. KRK4's Dave Jordan joining us now live with more on this day. What'd you find out? That man is known to listeners as Flip Satchel. Now his actions are creating a buzz of their own. And now, Flip Satchel. So that's what happened at, at you know, my first dealings the with the gay pride. Sorry. In Arkansas. That was my first dealings, you know, walking around in a Speedo, handing out gay mm-hmm. porn to the masses. And so, you know, every time June rolls around, I have a special place in my heart. So maybe that's why you're angry. Well, I kind of. I'm not mad at gay people. It's just certain ones, you know, that certain type. Are you sure the special place is in your heart? Uh, yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, the attitude of some, I used to, you know, it's sometimes a, a certain, you know, the certain segment of any population can bother you. The the extremes. Well, the, 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 yeah, oh, we, we we, we've talked hurt. about this before that, uh, you know, if the people at parades are usually the stereotypes and usually give. Uh, that that uh, walk of life a bad name because for the most part people in the Midwest they don't get to see a whole lot of gay people and what they do get to see is on the evening news and in the newspaper and if they see the big pride parade on the front page and they see people in speedos and uh, you know all flamboyant that's what they think all of them are like right and yeah that's why I hate I hate any sort of parade or pride parade because a, a lot of times you're just putting forth the stereotype. And your pride versus the stereotype, it's not really paying off for you. Well, you, you think that the parades are bad. The films have been doing even worse at the box office. Because, you know, it's, I, I always thought the gay was almost a fad. Like uh, a lot of people see it as, as uh, you know, it's that's the, it's the, oh. it's the hip thing to do. You know, if you go out in California, you got all these trendy people. Like gay has now become trendy or something like that. And everybody's got to have their token gay guy with them or, you mm. know, all the girls and stuff like that. But... They've, they've been starting to make I've these movies. I've made a movies. career out of it. That's yeah. what Dubs is. Well, what? They, they, they've started to have all these movies, and they've just been tanking at the box office. All these people, you know, and, and it's almost that the, the – I don't know why they would want to make these gay films. if it's But it's not pornography. It's like legit, almost like the uh, the gay cowboys. But pretty much that's the only movie that, that's ever had any success. And they think – Oh, no, no, no. It's no, really not, not true. That's, uh, there's Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. There's Wally. No, 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 no. Wally, I saw that movie. It was great. It was one of the best movies I've seen this year, if mm. not the best. Yeah. Me and my fiance, because I'm straight, we went and saw <laughs> Wally, and we had a fantastic time over. You're it. straight, and you're 12. It's awesome. Dude, Wonderful. it was it was a lot of fun. I made her wear pigtails <laughs> later on. But I hear some uh, some gay TV shows might be pulling that ob- audience away, where they don't go to the movies to see. You know, the gayness on the big screen where they can sit at home and watch, like, Will and Grace and things like that. Well, Will and Grace and you're not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Is it not? No. I don't think so. Canceled like four years ago. No. But, but he, he's kind of right in that you have to do everything so that mainstream society, like, goes to see it. Yeah. So that's the big reason why, you know, they're not they're not doing well because it's very much for a niche audience. And well, now they're, they're talking, one... about, talking about niche gay movies, do you remember when we rented Not Another Gay Movie and watched that that one night over your place? Oh. You don't remember that that really really gay movie? Uh, it was it was like the the it was like not another sca- or uh, not another teen movie but for gays. Oh yeah, yeah, that was disgusting. Uh, that really was unhealthy. 
Uh, <laughs> well, you can sit home and watch it on HBO now. Back in the day when we'd, when I would watch I call try, it HBO. Try, try to watch a fuzzy HBO walga, walga, walga. And, and, <laughs> and see, you know, a little chest action from the women or something like uh-huh. that. Nowadays, you tune in, you're going to see some foul. I don't know. If you, all right, well, listen, whatever. I'm going to move past that because you were holding a grudge. Whatever it is, you're holding a grudge. Entire- the gays are not the res- are not responsible for the the charge that got pressed on you for hanging out then who is? porn to minors. You, who? you, no, you, it's your you're minor. I am not responsible. If I was 16 years old, when I was 16 years old, if I went to a, I'm straight and proud about it, and somebody came and handed me some good old lesbian action, I would not have gone and turned it over to the authorities. It would have been hidden underneath my bed, wait for my parents to leave. And I would have a nice little session with myself. Never taken responsibility, which is the perfect opportunity for me to bring this up to you. Oh, uh, what do you got? That's the guy. Remember the guy in Texas yes. who shot the uh, the people breaking into his neighbor's house? The guy's name is Joe Horn. And uh, here's the original audio of this thing with a little hideout download. Pass that 911. What is your emergency? Burglars breaking into a house next door. Uh, I've got a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to stop them? Nope. Don't do that. Hurry up, man. Catch these guys, will you? Because I ain't going to let them go. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to let them go. I'm not going to let them get away with it. Stay on the phone with me until we get someone right over there, okay? Don't hang up. I'm not hanging up, but I'm telling you right now, I don't like this kind of stuff, man. This is ridiculous. Right. Yes, sir, it is. Broad daylight. I don't know if they're armed or not. I know they got a crowbar because that's what they broke in the windows with. You can see where they entered in? Yes. So they might slip out the same way, or can you see the front of the house? I can't see the front. I can go out the front, but if I go out the front, I'm bringing my shotgun with me, I swear to God. Oh, no. I'm not going to let him get away with it. I can't take a chance on getting killed over this, okay? No. I, this is what drove me nuts the first time we played this. Here is an old-ass man, 62 years old. He sees this going on next door, and he's meddling. He's looking for a reason to use this shotgun. He's like, I ain't getting killed over this. Just stay in your house. Stay on 911. You don't have to bother anybody. You're wrong. You're Just wrong. let it happen. Take pride in your community. Take pride in your neighborhood. But it's like not I worth you no, killed. And he like did I that did. when he called the cops. Exactly. Like I no, I think... No, because the cops wouldn't show up on time. No. That he had to go take matters into his own hands. I came home to my house, to my neighborhood, three days in a row, and a dope dealer had set up shop, and I called the cops, and the cops told me... Why did, did you tell t- the apartment complex? What the hell are you doing sitting on your fat ass eating donuts when you should be out here catching criminals? They weren't going to catch these guys. They weren't going to do anything about it. And I thought about going, you know, Rambo on my neighbors coming out there with a shotgun and be like, give me your dope or I'm blowing your head off. And then selling it myself and making a little extra cash. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. Stay inside the house and don't go out there, okay? Exactly. Horn? Yes. Got officers coming out there. I don't want you to go outside that house. 20 minutes. I don't want you to have that gun in your hand when those officers are poking around over there. I understand that, okay, but I have a right to protect myself too, sir, and you understand that. And the laws have been changed in this country since September the 1st, and you know it and I know it. I I have a right to protect myself. I'm I'm right to protect myself. And a shotgun is a legal weapon. It's not an illegal weapon. No, it's not. He's coming out the window right now. i got to go, buddy. I'm sorry, he's coming (laughs) out the window. Don't. This ain't right, buddy. You're going to get yourself shot if you go outside of that house with a gun. You want to make a bet? Just an ass. You want to make a bet? I hate this guy. I love him. Joe Horn is the best. I hate him. He's better than that. They're getting away. That's all right. Property's not worth killing someone over. They got a bag of loot. (laughs) (laughs) This this is my favorite. That's my favorite line of the whole thing. 
because he makes it seem like they're crawling out of the window, old bandit looking with the with the uh, raccoon with, glasses. Yeah, with the raccoon glasses and the uh, the striped shirt or the black shirt and uh, two burlap sacks of dollar signs written on it. Oh, jeez. That's all right. Property's not worth killing someone over. They got a bag of loot. <laughs> Which way are they going? Yeah, I got them going outside. I'll no, find no, out. No, I don't want you going outside, Mr. Horn. <laughs> well, here it goes, buddy. You hear the shotgun clicking, and I'm going. Get on your record, Jeff. No, you're dead. Bet the cops showed up a little bit quicker now. Uh, yeah, I mean, just there was no reason for him to put himself into that. Right, so boy, yes, there was, because they're getting away with bags this of loot. whole time he's talking about, you can hear him, you know, and you can you can hear the giddiness in his voice. Then you have the dispatcher saying, "Don't do it, don't do it," and he's like a child. He's like, "Yes, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go." No, he doesn't want to go. He wants to make sure these people don't get away. It's happened many times. And he's seen it on the nightly news, and it wasn't going to happen right in front of his face. This is what more neighborhoods need. It's the neighborhood crime watch, and you can't get any better than Joe Horn and what he's doing. He's going out there, laying the law down, and he's not going to stand for it. He's obviously been pushed too far. Yeah. I've had my house broken into before with everything gone. And but I know it's the your feeling. house, not your neighbor's house. I know, but for it's crying out loud. He didn't get himself shot, to be honest with no, you. He know, it's a country boy can't survive. He has that shotgun. He knows how to shoot it, and it's like a deer running across the field. That was easy pickings running around with that bag. Yeah. It slowed him down. It's like on, you know, have you ever shot women and children? Yeah. How? You just don't lead them so much. Yeah, you know, he knows how to do it. <laughs> Idiots. Get the law over here quick. One of them's in the front yard over there. He's down. The other one's run down the street. Where I had no choice. They came in the front yard with me, man. Where I had no choice. Get somebody over here quick, man. All right, Mr. Horn, are you out there right now? No, I am inside the house. I went back in the house, man. They come right in my yard. I didn't know what this is going to do. I did you them, okay? shoot somebody, Mr. Horn? Yes, I did. The Where are you here right, right now? now. I'm inside the house. You're inside 7418. Put that, Mr. Horn, put that gun down before you shoot an officer of mine. I've got several officers out there without uniforms on. I am in the front yard right now. I am put in... that gun down. There's officers out there without uniforms on. Do not shoot anybody else. Do you understand me? I understand. I've got I police understand. officers out there that I do not have I am right out in the front on. yard waving my hand right now. You, okay? got, you don't have a gun with you, do you? No, no, right. no. You see a uniformed officer? Hey, lay down on the ground and don't do nothing else. Lay down on the ground, Mr. Horn. Do what the officers tell you to do right now. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. You did have a choice. No, he didn't. Sit there. They You've had already... a bag of loot, and they were in his yard. You've already called, sit there, you old fart, <laughs> and leave uh, Leave that to the cops. Bro, Stop being a please, vigilante. Please don't ever move in next to me. I want to move in next to Joe Horn. I want to live in Joe Horn's neighborhood where yeah. somebody tries to come and gank me for my stuff for that I've worked hard for. He's going to bust a cap Joe Horn is lucky that the cops didn't show up and start firing on him. Shut Why? the hell up. You sit there and be quiet. You'd never come. You Why? wouldn't even call 911. I'm Joe with you, Horn, kid. Joe Horn wasn't running around stealing the balloons and other kinds of uh, valuables. What would you do if you came home, kid, and somebody was running through your mom's panty drawer? First of all, he wasn't even in the guy's house. He was in his neighbor's house. What if he was? You were? What if you were visiting your neighbor playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you come <laughs> over and you see somebody? Uh, or you go to his house and they're running through his mom's panty drawer. 
I'd call the cops and I'd sit there. You leave it alone. That's, I wouldn't. That's what you do. That's what the no, cops are for. That's what, for some reason, we're supposed to do now. For some reason, we aren't allowed to go protect our neighborhood. We have to sit there and let the protect cops do Protect my house, it. yeah, but Love protect thyself. someone else's house, no. Love thy neighbor like thyself. It says so in the Bible. <laughs> you, that's, I don't even know if that's in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the update on Joe Horn. Uh, he did He's not get ticking. indicted. Thank you. Yeah, he, the Harris County in Texas did not indict the guy because he had a whole bunch of J-dubs and satchel patches. Of he course. should um, never have to pay for another buffet at Ron's. No, everybody. <laughs> Golden Corral will give him free buffet for life. <laughs> and that's where it's at. That's exactly where it's at. This guy in not any sort of trouble. Do we have time for one more uh Yes, yeah, something One else more saw this week. Yes. It is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. I think this is my favorite story of the week, and the, the, the headline says it all. Son stumbles onto videotapes of mom having sex with dogs. Oh! Yo! Get out of here, you mutt. <laughs> so so the, this, the kid's a mutt. Yeah, well, the kid ran up on his mom um, videotapes, 150 videotapes. What a bitch. Of bestiality. The mom got uh, arrested for crimes against nature, and uh, let me see. She uh, got out on $10,000 bail. She got, she got the Milk Bone of the Year award. <laughs> treat. You want a treat? Golly. Now, Here, Mama. Looking for a busy bone. Here's the thing that bothered me, and let me tell you, there's three dogs involved. Uh, let me get the uh, actual kinds of God. dogs they are. What would she um, do for an old Roy bar? <laughs> One was a Labrador, one was a Blue Healer, and the other was mixed breed. <laughs> blue Healer? Yeah. <laughs> Those dogs are vicious. <laughs> they bite. Is she old? Is that what it was? She's yeah, a blue here's a hair, pi- blue <laughs> hair needing some healing. Here's the picture of she's her. She's not oh, that bad. Oh, that's your mom. <laughs> yeah, that's my that, Except that's she's exactly a little too mom. skinny. That just looks like the neighborhood stray. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, here's the problem that bothers me with the whole thing. They want to put all three dogs down. That's what the the what? state wants to do. The state wants to put all three dogs down. Uh, they should put down four and include her. Yeah. Uh, wow. Why would you put the dogs down? I don't know. It's had its day. It's a rabbit. <laughs> I guess yeah. Life's not gonna get too better. Oh, yellow treatment. Mm. How do you move from legs to that, and then go back to leg? Right. No. So why, why do they want to put them down? Though? They said that they aren't fit to be uh, given out now. They they're in danger of like. That is kind of true. Mounting that humans, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does seem like it could be kind of true where all of a sudden they kind of look at every woman that way. But yeah. they'd be no different from dudes. No. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what, but they would only look at like old leathery bitches. <laughs> and those are the ones that they get really, really excited about because that woman's hit. Where on earth did you hear that story? This one uh, came out of uh, newsok.com. It's out of Oklahoma. Shocker. Tulsa. Tulsa, that's not too far from Arkansas. <laughs> Everything for him, frame of reference, is Arkansas. Yeah. Now, this probably happened on a weekly occurrence in Arkansas, correct? Uh, not really. Uh, with goats? I- I've heard a few-, few incidents with goats. It's happened with pigs in my hometown. Pigs, really? Pigs, yeah. Uh, what do you want? Now, we-, we can't obviously talk too much, but what what is it? Like, what's the mentality there? They, where- don't-, they don't say no. There's no fear of rejection. Yeah. Uh, there's so many questions. It, it's alive. It's breathing. It actually shows some kind of emotion towards you, enjoys but it, it won't say no. It enjoys it. Yeah. That's crazy. Like that dog. I bet those dogs were having a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't think it really matters to a dog, but 
I mean, they certainly looking at that picture, they certainly don't uh, discriminate. Uh, you know what I mean? But like, even beyond that, I'm just like, I that would be the interview of the year if we could somehow get a hold of that woman mm-hmm. and just ask- actually we can get a hold of a woman. I, I don't know if she'll go on the air. Bikers BJ was talking to a woman that was into that kind of stuff, and she invited him over to watch a session. Really? And he he almost didn't. I told him you got you got to do it and just get a picture with your thumbs would, up in front of him. I would, I would do that. I would actually go witness it. Uh, to watch. Yeah, I, I, you gotta have to. Charlie and the good old boys. That's why Charlie was not allowed to go back. Uh, but good night. Mm-hmm. I, there's there's just so much that like that would maybe be a great podcast. We haven't done a podcast in a little while. Something that we could talk about completely uncensored. Yeah. Where we could ask all the questions we really want. Because I got to. Well, do you remember when we uh, when we watched that? We did a uncensored podcast uh, while we were still in Orlando. And uh, oh, the horses thing. Yeah, it was an interview with these this couple who likes to have sex with horses. I like watching that on the internet. <laughs> that you can find. That I no, can you find. can. You know, I have, you have no idea about Instant Messenger, but somehow that's what you can I find. I understand Instant Messenger, but I don't know what a URL is. Take a break and come back. Uh, you're a loser. That's what it stands <laughs> for. It's the Hideout FA and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dub. I'm starting to think you might be communists. The hideout. It's time for the hideout minutes with the kid McLovin. In this hour of the hideout, we learned that you can get a hooker with a phone card. Satchel Patch found out about his favorite website, WomenParty.org. Dog rape victims were put down, and we heard about a, a neighbor who decided to shoot the robbers next door. I'm the kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the hideout. Good evening, godless sodomites. The hideout. Or we will destroy this place. Back in the hideout. Saturday night. Half band dubs. 106.7 WJFK. Hideoutheretics.net. Yes. Message board. Hideout radio is the instant messenger. Hope you're enjoying the three-day weekend. Uh, Al Half and J-Dubs joined by the Satchel Patch. And the Kid McLovin on this Saturday night. I'll tell you, Fourth of July weekend started off with a with a bang. Pardon the pun. And uh, no, I won't. Please. No, I'm not going to pardon it. Please pardon it. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, it, I'm very looking forward to tomorrow in my new place. Actually, chilling out for a full day with nothing to do. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. No doubt about that. Um. All right. Let's uh. Yeah, I got a question for you. We're talking about Fourth of July and the whole situation really quickly, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, we're really we're at the halfway point for 2008, aren't yep. we? Uh, six months in. Yep. Well, actually, more a little bit more than halfway. Let me ask you this: For you, mm-hmm. 2008, are you happy? Like, if you think where you are right now in 2008, you know, because here's what's always so funny. You know, New Year's, it's a new beginning. You know, oh, yeah. this Everybody is, has those uh, resolutions. Yeah. This is going to be the greatest year ever. It's almost kind of fun to do at the halfway mark. All right. Is this really even a good year so far? You have your benchmarks. Yeah, of course. You know, it's good to see. If if it sucked, I still have the opportunity to salvage it. Um, If it's been, you know, 
if it's been great, then I need to try to keep it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, for you, J-Dubs, mm -hmm. first half of 2008, good and or are you happy at the halfway mark? Um, wow, this is a tough one. It's been a very mixed year. There's, uh, there's some good, some bad. Uh, for the most part, I would say good because it's moving in a better direction Correct. from where I started. Now, right? is this personal yeah, and professional? Both. Or are you yeah. dividing them or both combined? Actually, both. Uh, yeah, that that is true, I guess. I mean, I, I would say for you it's very much a mixed bag. Yeah. Um. All right, what makes you happy, though? What makes me happy? Oof. Your dog. My dog, of course. That's one thing that's always made me happy. Uh, doing the shows. I, li I like doing the shows. Penis. Yeah. Uh, what? Huh? Um, yeah, and other than that, really, work and my dog are what make me happy right now. I'm trying to work on the rest of it. That's what the rest of it is kind of. Wow, that's odd because I know your dog and I know your job, and they both suck. So how are you happy? Well, the, you putting it into a negative light never helps. Right. I, I think if I'm feeling good about something, you should let me feel good about it. If You're I have, I'm if sorry. If I have AIDS, I think if I'm saying, hey, it's, it, I, I like wearing a robe all the time. It's it, good to be sick. Yeah. I, I, you know, what makes, you know, when you're sick, it makes you appreciate the, the smaller things in life. That's why I like having AIDS. And if I said that, you should support me. You can appreciate the power of the common cold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. All right, let me go. Uh, I guess for me, I, uh, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to start next, I guess for myself. I'm kind of with you. I think I should be happier than yeah. I am. But I think that's kind of a problem. Like I'm the I'm, I'm the skinniest that I've been all year at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, too, I have a job that I never really thought I'd have. You've always wanted. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a program director of two stations in a top twenty market, and I'm doing you know the three radio shows. I got my boys here. The hideout's still on the air. A little overwhelming, maybe. Strip. Like, uh, as far as just. I got engaged. Yeah, time. Got a puppy. Time is really um, against you, though. Yeah, you know, like there, there's just not enough hours in the day to do everything you've got going on. I, That's I, what probably the problem is. I think I would be happier if I had more time. I absolutely. I think. I think that's the one thing keeping me because money isn't. You know, money isn't. I'm making enough now where I'm able to get by. I'm by no means rich. How does that, how does that work out for you? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, you know, but I'm not gonna say that I'm not working hard. I mean, yeah. I know you boys are working hard too, but yeah, but I'm not, I'm not killing it. You know, I'm <clears> severely <throat> underpaid for what I do. Oh, of course. But at the same time, you know, I'm okay. I, it is time. I think it's really a time and lack of threesomes. I think if I could get those <laughs> kind of together, and then you're gonna want to foursome, and then you're gonna want to add a midget under there. It's never enough for you. I know. I'm very demanding. <laughs> uh, let's go to the satchel patch. Satchel patch. You happy here at this halfway mark of 2008? That's a question I just want people to think about. We're halfway through 2008. Am I happy? Through 2008 is, is kind of tough to judge. At the halfway point, I would have to say that I'm kind of in between. Professionally, I'm not where I want to be. But, you know, professionally, this is probably the most fun I have, is, is hanging out Saturday nights, doing the hideout. Uh Personally, you know, I'm right where I want to be. I've got a good girl. I really like her. You know, things are going well with her. Uh, but but she's Cuban. Yeah, I got you. That's a drawback. She, not not her. When I when I moved to this area, I set like almost a three three year window. 
you know, as a set of benchmarks. And this is the, um, you know, halfway through the third and final year of this benchmark. And we're at what I'd set for this three-year period. I'm not quite there yet. So, you know, I've got a long ways to go the second half of this year. But, you know, I I, I, I kind of like where I'm headed, you know. What about you, the kid, McLovin? I'm loving life right now. Are you kidding me? Really? How? I you got rid of the camper shell. <laughs> no, no, the camper shell's still there, oh, unfortunately. You son of a bitch. Uh, and you're a 26-year-old virgin. But what's good in your life? Well, I started the year out not really knowing, like, what direction I was heading in, mm -hmm. and then I went to oh, school. And... Oh, I, I forgot. He just started in radio. Yeah. So just being around radio right now makes Sports his radio. life are great. You, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah it, it makes your life it's, great. It's not this a is job it. yet. This is this is been a dream for me. Yeah, because I mean, he started off yeah. with the, you know the Connecticut schools of broadcasting. He was an intern at our station. He's worked his way up. He's producing. Yeah. He's involved with his favorite sports franchise. Mm -hmm. Just earlier this week, I gave the kid his own radio show. He's going to do a specialty show revolved around his favorite sport. Hosted by the kid? Ice hockey. He's going to co-host with another guy. Oh, cool. So, I mean, I, for you, and that's probably better than getting laid, huh? Uh, well, I it, don't have anything to compare it to. So. Yeah, you have no point of reference for that. But would you rather, okay, if this year they would have said, you're going to get into radio, or you're going to get a, a terrific piece of ass girlfriend. What one would you have picked at the beginning of the year? This year, I'd yeah. say I'd rather get into radio because it's a career. And wow. let me explain that. Yeah. Let me explain that. Okay. It's a career, and I know eventually I'll find someone that I'll fall in love with. Okay. Are you sure? I'm positive. HIV positive? <laughs> Is that why you haven't gotten laid yet? Were you an AIDS baby? <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, okay, here's what's interesting to me. Okay. Um, for him, happiness isn't defined by a ponytail, mm. which is amazing. You know, like I think I would be more depressed if I wasn't getting laid consistently. I'll tell you what, before I got laid, I was the same as him, though. I'm like, oh, I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine. I was I was running batches, though, which made life a little bit easier. Took the pressure off the brain. Stress relief. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was the same way as him of, you know, oh, I don't need it. I don't need it. Just lying to myself all the time. Right. Um, I saw this thing not too long ago. Uh, what, it was like in some evolu like psychology, uh, um, magazine, you know, some report that they put out. Mm -hmm. But they were talking about one night stands and how even still today, women, when it comes to one night stands, they still, like, they're still not into it. Thank goodness. Why you don't like one night stands? I, I do, but you know, you know, I can, I can get around with, get away with doing it and stuff like that. But the girls, you don't want your, you know, your, your flock of sheep out there, if you will, just to be out, you know, going, going with the wolves every night. Yeah, but you have to think that we need at least seventy-five percent of them ready to, ready to screw in their twenties. No, no. What you have to do is you have to mind trick them into you're the one. And then after that night's over, then they're, you're done with them. You toss them to the wayside, and then they realize that they've been used and abused, and then okay, they're heartbroken. So, so you need them to think that they're uh, they're building some kind of love. Yes. Is that is that some kind of way of, that you feel satisfied at the end, or yeah, is that just get, give them what you want? Tell them, you know, baby, I love you. You're the oh, one for yeah, me. Why you're on the dance floor? You know, at the uh, at some honky tonk bar with your cowboy boots on, your tight blue jeans. And then you go brand her at home. Yeah. Tie her up. Lasso. <laughs> Cha!
Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is hideout. 106.7 WJFK FA Dubs. All right, so, but, like, because, like, guys, when that, after one night stands, like, the vast majority of them, they're like, I love it. Feel mm. satisfied, feel fulfilled. Oh, yeah. I'm I, happy. I'm making everybody smell my hand at work. It's terrific. Get a whiff. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, though, you know, I'm not that guy. I think I'd probably fall into the woman category where they're, they feel disappointed in themselves after have, they do it. Have you ever had a true one night stand, though? Not having sex. Okay. But I think I've told you this story where I have had a threesome. Technically, it could have been a sixome <laughs> because it was, uh, it was two fat chicks. When I mean fat, I mean obese. Orca fat. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they, they did you massage their blowhole? <laughs> no, they they provided they provided treats. They gave me treats. Candy, grapes, <laughs> fruits. <laughs> They had the fan <laughs> blowing you, feeding you great? No. Not those kind of treats. So, and after that, uh, I felt awful. Like, it was just, I was well, so. All those carbs. I was so disgusted with myself after that, you yeah. know what I mean? All right, so I probably was married at the time, but that's <laughs> still. Well, well that, probably more than not, one night stands happen with people who are involved who just meet someone and they can't call them back later. And they, you know, so they're like, you know what, I'm going to get some strange. I'll tell, I know what my my wife likes to hear. So I, I'll just tell this bitch the same thing, and then boom, I'll be in the pants. Was it cook dinner? Get those clothes. <laughs> what are you doing, you lazy bitch? Um, so, you know, it's that kind of a situation where, so if, if, can, what, I, can I ask Flip Satchel one thing real quick? Sure. What's the cheesiest or worst? Deplorable line you've used on a girl in the one night stand. Oh boy. Ah, uh, shoot. Is it you're tell- pretty? <laughs> I, you're I, so pretty. I've actually done that before, where um, kind of you're so pretty. Uh, this chick, she was really into me because I worked at that new rock station. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to visit her, and she was on ecstasy, and uh, she was working at old folks home on ecstasy. And she came out. I remember this. She came out to my car, and we were, you know, fooling around or anything. And she's like, uh, uh, "Do you think I'm pretty?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, of course you are." Sure. She's like, "Why not?" She's like, "You don't mind my teeth?" Oh, I'm like, <laughs> no. you eat rocks, real fruity pebbles. I'm like, "No, that hole right in the middle of the front too. That's terrific. I don't care." And uh, how bad were they? Ooh. Scale of one to ten, a one being uh, Wayne Brady, ten being uh, Method. Yeah, hobo. Uh, I'll, I, I'd probably pick an eight. Really? Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty cooked. Toothless in Seattle. Yeah. Wow. Um, and now I, I lied, and then she wanted to have sex with me, and I told her I never got treats from a girl with a tongue ring, so that's how I got around that one. That was a lot. Grapes. What's the deal with you boys and grapes? Love them. Uh, Snickers. Um, Don't be racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's what's interesting, though. Like, I'm sitting there thinking about the scenario. You're in there with this, you know, chick that's high on ecstasy, no yeah. front teeth, tongue yeah. ring, mm-hmm. making out with her while she's on her break at the old folks' home. Yeah. And in the, <laughs> and in the middle of it, quality. you pull back, <laughs> and she goes, you think I'm pretty? Like, 
I like want, she's just begging. Yeah, like I, the the need for affirmation. Oh yeah. You know, and like what's going through her, like the self doubt and just the anything. Uh, tell me I'm pretty. Tell me that I'm not the awful beast that Daddy told me I was all my whole life. And you know, I think she knew that that's the only time she can really get the reaction that she needs is when some right guy's before. just all backed up right before, and he'll say anything. I tell you, I don't know if the, the worst thing I've ever said to a girl to do this, but I do remember one time where I actually fed a girl for sex. I gave her a couple of hot dogs. And oh, I thought you were going to say roofies. No. Uh, she had been up for three or four days. Uh, she was big into the drug scene. It was, yeah. I was in Dallas, as a matter of fact, and we, we, there was a concert, and she happened to be staying at the same hotel, and she was telling me all the drugs she had been on, and she hadn't. You know, I said, you know what? I have a couple of hot dogs up in the room in a little mini refrigerator. And what I had done is, you know, I was broke as hell at the time, so I just brought a loaf of bread, uh, a 10-pack of Oscar Mayerweenies to bring down there, throw it in there, <laughs> put slap some mayonnaise on some on yeah. a couple of pieces of bread, put some uh, Oscar Mayerweenies in there, folded it up for her, gave it to her, fed the girl, and then got down. And that's all it took? Hot dogs. Two hot dogs, as a matter of fact. I, I heard a similar it's story like, like, like this. It's like a baseball game. Hot maybe, well, dogs. Maybe you told us to me. Like, the way I heard it, though, was... Uh, and this might have been someone else's story, but uh, after they had sex, the girl goes, so how about those hot dogs? Or how about that uh, <laughs> food? There, there was someone telling uh, almost the same exact story to that. Was Denny's involved in it? Maybe. No, that was me because we started off on the front porch. Okay. Uh, uh, like the, the balcony of the third floor. And I guess she was giving me grapes and treats and things like yeah. that. <laughs> and... Uh, and Denny's, there's a Denny's across the street, and all of a sudden I hear a bunch of people applauding, screaming, hollering, woo! And I look over there, and there's like five or six guys that have just walked out of Denny's and started cheering on. Uh, maybe, no, I think I think I gave her hot dogs first. I, maybe I invited her to the room for hot dogs, yeah. got down, and then she was like, How about them hot dogs? How about those, that Oscar Mayer? Uh, this is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Kid, when we talk about stories like this, does it bore you? Like, I want you to be honest. Does it bore you when you hear these sex stories? Not at all. Let it's, me tell you, it doesn't bore me at all. Uh, is it? Are you? Oh, uh, that sounded gross. Do you, <laughs> what are you talking? No, no, it doesn't bore me at all. What are you doing Talk back more. there, you turd? <laughs> That's so I'm, disgusting. Because I, the the point is, is that the, I never. The, the, you called him a turd. <laughs> Who calls him a turd? You nasty little worm. All right. Because I, I, I just wonder from him, like, does he have so little interest in sex, I, like it's boring to him, or or is it that you just haven't like been there, so you, it really doesn't matter to you, or is it that these guys are so freaking disconnected, deplorable that that's it, that's it. it. It's shocking right to me that these people even exist in life. <laughs> All right, I got you, because that's actually where I come from when really? I listen to J Dubs and Satchel Patch talk. I I find our our stories fascinating. And oh, they're fascinating. Inspiring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> inspiring. And good. Inspiring. Uh, hey, I want to play this for you really quickly. I don't know. We're go-getters. I, I haven't listened to the whole thing. So go-getters? We'll, we'll see if it's any good. <laughs> uh, this all talked about starting, you know, if you're happy or not. Yeah. Then it revolved into... One-night stands. Yeah, devolved, evolved, devolved into one-night stands, and if that makes you happy, and, you know, chicks, obviously not, and dudes, yes. And you brought up lines that you use to get a chick mm -hmm. yours was you're pretty yeah you're pretty or you, you, i i don't mind your teeth 
Uh, <laughs> I got some Oscar Mayer. Yeah, and for, for Satchel Patch, it's uh, two hot dogs. Um, I guess the story behind this is, and this is from HolyTaco.com. Okay. Some guy meets meets this chick, and I guess gets her number, and then he calls and leaves her a message. Now, we did this a few weeks back with the kid. Did that girl ever call you back that we called on the air? Uh, let me check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no. All right. So here now we know we had to coach him up on the message that he leaves. Uh -huh. Here's a message that one guy left for a chick. Again, I don't know how good this is, but I'm gonna play. It. It's labeled the world's most arrogant idiot, and it's a voicemail that he leaves for some hot chick. And I guess okay. it's like in L.A. or something. And by the way, it's not Scott Van Pelt. That Scott Van Pelt one is douchey. Yeah, it's very douchey. Maybe we should dig that one out of the archives, too. I actually know where that one might be. Okay. All right, first, though, let's play this one really quickly. Hideout download for you. Yeah, hi there, Olga. It's Dimitri. Sorry I had to leave such a rushed message with you uh, when we uh, met the other day. I just want to quickly give you your, uh, my phone number, and I had to get the heck out of the area. In any event, I figure I'd better leave you a more detailed message um, and explain why I approached you. I am single. I have no trouble meeting women. I mean, women approach me six, seven times a day. And I'm very particular about what I like. You're extremely elegant. I couldn't take my eyes off of you, and your friends were very jealous. Even if they say they weren't, they were envious of the fact that uh, I approached you, and I was very taken by you. Elegant women are very rare. I'm Greek, and I'm very particular about what I like. So I'm giving you an opportunity here. I don't know if you pick up the messages on the weekend, but I'm I'm working on a movie script, so I'm pretty much around all weekend sure doing that. <laughs> I left you my number. This looks like a landline, and if it is, you may not get the message till Monday. But when you do, call me, and then we'll get together for coffee and chat and uh, let the romance begin. You look very <laughs> taken aback by my approach, and I hope that isn't timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of... Uh, shock at being approached so um, uh, directly uh, because I don't really date timid women because I'm a very direct, very passionate, very assertive man and I want a woman who's very independent and uh, strong. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that, but I just wanted to formally introduce myself. Now I have. I leave the ball in your court. You call me as soon as you uh, have the courage to. Okay, Olga? Talk to you soon. Bye. Olga, I guarantee this girl is not named Olga. She doesn't like him. She never intended for him to. I, I, I'm sure she had a dummy number that she knew she could send that to. And, uh, yeah. Even wow. I know that's bad. I gotta Even give I know credit. that's bad. i got to give the guy credit. The, guy, mean, there is the guy has balls. I'll right. tell you that. Confidence. Confidence, but he has no game. The kid, see, if we can get the kid a mixture of, of that guy and himself, have you ever like gotten a number, called a chick like a few days later, and not gotten a call back? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we know no you, one over there can relate. We know you, you have, but I, I always wonder because this happened. I believe it all of us. What we said in that message that just made us say, "Not nah, nothing. I'm gonna call this one back." It, 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 was I too eager? Was I just, you know... I think the decision is really made before before you even make the phone call to them to begin no, with. No, because they, they... I have to agree with the kid. I don't think so, because most of the time you just won't get the number or they'll give you a bad number. 
No, I, I think I think, I think it's easier for them to give you the number and then not call you back. Because most chicks feel threatened. But you they can I mean? give you a number that doesn't work. They can just go one number off on their number and boom, we got we got ourselves a winner. What do you think? That's a problem. I don't know because I've I've actually tested tested a girl like that before who gave me a false number and ended up dating her for like three months. Really? You know, right off the let go, she gave me a bad number. And uh, did you see her again? Uh, do I? How'd you see her again? She gave you a false number. Uh, later that night, like she gave me the number and I said, let me see if you give me a fake number, giving out fake numbers or something like that, and I dialed it. And uh, sure enough, her phone didn't ring. It sent me to somewhere else, and I was like, look at you, you know. I so then I, I called her on it and ended up talking to her the rest of the night. I remember when uh, when there was those numbers going around that sent these people uh, directly to, like, a message saying how much of a loser they are. Yeah. That, that, I got one of those before. Did you really? <laughs> I got one of those before. <laughs> how, yeah. do you, how do you feel after uh, hearing something like that? Bitch. That's all I say, bitch. Man. Hey, I should have punched her in the face when I had the chance. Yeah. Uh, I got a follow-up, man. I really have not heard this follow-up. Do you want to listen to this one at all from this guy? Yeah. Yeah. He calls back and leaves another message. Oh, no. It's two and a half minutes. Okay, we'll, we'll try it. I, I, do you know, like... I have, I have not even pre-screened this or anything. Okay, so we don't know how many days later this was of not calling back? Yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay, well, let's give it a try. Okay. Hi there, old guy. It's Dimitri calling again, the guy from the street. I left you a message several days ago. Is this a soap opera? said you were interested. Now, here's the way I work. I don't like leaving second messages, but I like you. You're a very elegant woman. You're very attractive. But, you know, I don't play that game. I know your friends tell you not to return calls. You're playing games like you see on stupid TV shows. So here's how it's going to work. Wow. Get mad. mad. (laughs) The whole elegant thing is kind of creepy, too, you know? It's like, like, woman, this is your job. Do this. Call me back right now. I like the Control your woman. We talked about controlling your woman. This guy has control set up right from the let-go. Woman, call me back. But but when he says elegant, I just think he wants to chop off her, her, her French manicured fingers and carry them around in his pocket. Women? Women like to be controlled. They like to be bossed around. They like to be smacked around. It's it's natural. For they them. don't like to be smacked around. I'm not going to have you advocate domestic why they, violence. Why do they but, come back? Why do they come back? They could leave if they didn't like it. But sometimes they feel trapped. Stop being. <laughs> they don't. They like it. Stop it. <laughs> but regardless, part of the you such an idiot. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, part of the issue though is that they do like um, their guy to be in control. Like they do, some of them really do like to. Um, well, be told what to do. Stop that. Be told what to do. All right, let me not go. by an iron fist. All right, let me go back to this. It is now 4:30 on Wednesday. Now I'll assume, I'll assume that you've already left work, because you know some people leave early, and I'll grant you that. But if I do not receive a phone call back from you by three o'clock. Thursday afternoon, like a deer. I'm no longer interested, and you can erase my number. I don't play games like that. don't think that's going to be a I'm problem. I'm completely single. I'm very intelligent. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm a great in bed. Catch. I've only no been single four months. I had a long-distance relationship. You know, when a year, it's very tough to maintain it like that, and it didn't work out. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm one of the few men in the city that has nothing wrong with him. Oh, you yeah. Think so? So really? I'm giving you that 3 o'clock deadline. If I don't hear from you, <laughs> you lose my number. I'm erasing yours right now. 
so you won't be hearing back from me. So that's it. Three o'clock tomorrow, or you can just completely forget it. Now, I understand if you've got other issues, like maybe you're not playing games, maybe you've had, I don't know, maybe you were abused in childhood, <laughs> maybe your mother has cancer, you're going to chemo, maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has, um, has an anxiety disorder, maybe you're on uh, some medication for that, I don't know, there could be another issue that I'm not aware of. Oh, there are issues. But nobody says, call me, hands a person a business card, and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive-aggressive. You should actually look that up, passive-aggressive personality disorder. <laughs> and you let me know if, if you've got issues, psychological issues, if you're on any sort of medication for anxiety or depression, I'm not interested. Okay? But if you're psychologically normal and you haven't called me because there's been some horrible thing that's happened in your life which prevented you, that's fine. But otherwise... Don't call me. Okay? Bye. Wow. wow. I, I like love that. it. I mean, I love it for the fact that it's, like, incredibly, incredibly just douchey. Yeah. <laughs> How could you say that? He's setting borders, parameters <laughs> around the relationship. Hey, Who wants yeah. some woman that's been eating rat salad since 8 o'clock in the morning, popping this pill, popping that pill, all loopy all day, kills a bottle of wine, and you come home and... And, like, what, what is wrong with you, You met my ex. That's no good. <laughs> you know, that's what you don't want. He says, listen here, woman, call me back. If you're like this, forget about it. I don't want to talk to your crazy ass. I don't need you around. But, listen, if you're normal, look it up. If you're normal, give me a call. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to lay the law down. This is how it's going to be. And I don't understand why the woman's not responding. Every game needs parameters, I guess, huh? Yeah. All right. Lay the law down. Control your woman. It's control. Alright, I'm getting word that this is, um, first of all, do you think it's fake? Uh, it, it, I thought it has that a few potential times. potential to be. Yeah, I, I thought that a few times, but it's a good fake if it is. Because they're saying that this guy is a guy by the name of Dimitri, oh gosh, what was his last Dimitri the Lover. That's what, what, that's what he calls himself. Okay. And this is kind of, now whether or not it's the same guy, I don't know. Put on this holytago.com, like going through all the comments and stuff. Mm. And they say, um, it's Dimitri the Lover, and I guess he's got a website or something. I'm, I'm, but that he's actually, but like he's actually for real. Like this is his whole thing of, like his whole point is that this is what he does. You know I, what I mean? I'm with it. I think the guy's, the guy's right on. It sounded like he was from the heart. And why not? Why You go on all these dating websites and stuff like that yeah. to try to find a date. Why not st start your own website and say, listen, women, this is how it's going to be. And the women you come there, you know, that come there, you know, that's your type of woman, the type of woman that likes to be smacked around, the type of woman that likes to be controlled, and the kind of woman that likes to be told what to do and when to do it. And then this guy's set. Uh, yeah, it is this guy. I was just going through, and I'm looking at this, and it do is. You, do you see a picture of him? Um, actually, it doesn't it doesn't show a picture. He sounds like a pretty good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the Hideout FA Dubs 106.7 WJFK. All right, so real or not, the big question is: as we talk to the kid about this, mm -hmm. do you take more of a an approach like this, where you're very like Satchel Patch says, "Look, bitch." Um, you know, it's a privilege to be with me. 
or, my way or the highway. Or is it, or do you do the apologist, I'm the kid, and, you know, hey, pity. I'm, I'm sorry for talking to you. Yeah, my, you know, I know it sucks right now that you're talking to me, but eventually you'll grow to love me. And I'll dance in your skin after I slit your throat and cut you. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right, let's take it. Hey, speaking of other ways we need to help the kid. Okay. Uh, this poor bastard last week said that Sinbad uh, was his comic hero. Yeah. And the same for Satchapatch. The one thing that these two idiots agree on is Sinbad. Is that Sinbad. Is common ground. So we'll take a break. We've got our comedy buddies coming in. We've got some comedian buddies that are going to stop in and tell us what real comedy is. And we may do a joke off Okay. Um, here on this Saturday night as we hang out on the three-day weekend with the hideout, FN Dubs, Satchel Patch, and the Kid McLovin on 106.7 WJFK. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Back in the hideout, it is Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. It is Washington, D.C. FA and Dubs with you, you Saturday night buddies. Hopefully you're enjoying the extended holiday weekend. We're here slaving away on a Saturday night when we could be elsewhere. But no, we decided to be right here with you, being all that we can be. Uh, if you want to get in, the instant messenger is Hideout Radio. Also, too, you can go to the uh, the fan board, hideoutheretics.net. Hideoutheretics.net, you can get all the old shows, uh, including the early D.C. stuff, uh, everything from Orlando, even the stuff we've done in New York and also on XM. So, again, that's Hideout heretics.net uh dubs yes last week you and i began to give a, a nice little eulogy of sorts yeah. to a hero of ours george carlin yeah who died last uh, i believe it was what late sunday yeah it was a sunday i mean who would have thought it years of cocaine and heart attacks it finally caught up to him uh but he died you know suddenly and so here we are you know talking about legend uh, before I even married my, uh, and get, got engaged to my fiance, I sat her down and I made her listen to You Are All Disease and I stared at her. And I said, <laughs> and, I, and I stared at her. And if she was going to laugh at the right parts, I knew this is the chick for me, and she did. Uh, I also put her through the test of The Devil's Rejects, the uh, Rob Zombie movie. It's great. She laughed at that one too, and I'm like, this chick's a keeper. And so I've kept her for now. But regardless, you know, the situation is we're sitting here having this whole discussion about Carlin. Yeah, about what he meant to us, how, how much of an influence he is to so many people, and how much we love him, and he might be one of the... Well, we then go around the room with our boys that have joined us in the hideout, the Satchel well, Patch. How it, how it started was Satchel's like, I've never, I've never had too much of a Carlin fan. And uh, so we asked him who he does like. And it's Simba. Sinbad's good. His early HBO specials, there's not much better than that when it comes to... Oh, there's, a, there's plenty much better. Uh, yeah, I'd say any of the real sex and when they're involved with the uh, the gay dudes in like an actual wrestling ring and he's, well, no, he's that, getting that, a that, pounding and that then was, he goes over and his girlfriend... That was called pay for gay. Yeah. When they would, uh, when straight guys would get paid like 
$2,000 to sleep with gay guys, and one of them was a scenario of a, a wrestling type thing. And, uh, yeah, on Real Sex Paper Gay. That's funnier. Yeah, that was funnier than Sinbad. All right, so here's the situation. Here's what we've done. Because then the kid also says, well, you guys are going to not like me, but but I like Sinbad, too. But I like him more for his movies. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, Jingle All the Way, that the house guest, that did it for you? So we decided that, if anything else, we got to teach these boys about comedy. So what we've done is we've brought in a comedian buddy of ours, who has also co-hosted on this show before, uh, Mr. Pedro Lima. Hello! He's not on stage. You're not getting on stage. It's not time, you know, get another drink. monkey. Yeah, it's just us here in the hideout. I love this new studio, man. This is awesome. Isn't it infinitely better than the other one? I don't even know what to do with this mic. Mainly because it's not in Orlando. Uh, That's that's the best part about it. Yeah, I hate that place. So, anyway, but beyond that, so you are here to help kind of give a bit of an education to the kid, correct? I'm going to try my best. I brought uh, uh, three of my uh, good uh, comedy buddies that, that uh, we're on tour right now. Uh, this we we just swinging by this weekend, so uh, we figured let's stop here for a couple hours. And Go around the room. Who? What, what's your names? Yeah, I, got, uh, I don't even know them. The phenomenal uh, Tom Murphy. Uh, we got Nat Bamel here on guitars and uh, Ricky Reyes, who's, who's also the, co-hosted. Uh, yep, the December uh, atrocity known as uh, the J Dub's Treehouse. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. What we had a, we had a, no, but we had a, we had fun. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got some com- we got some comedic minds here. Now, let me ask you boys really quickly about the whole idea of Carlin versus Sinbad, which I can't even believe we're having the discussion, but. Uh, Ricky, you know, I consider you a very funny man. Uh, and I am. What about, what about Sinbad? I mean, is that, you look at these two hicks, and do you say, Jesus, what are you thinking? Now, I grew up on Sinbad, though. I like Sinbad. It's, it's not, it's too You grew up in diapers, too. You don't still wear them. I mean, they're not, yeah, they're not still no comfortable. logic at all. They're not still <laughs> comfortable. The fact that he's funny and you don't like him. Yeah, I mean, because it's not your brand of humor. Because he doesn't curse. I mean, but do you still like Cosby? Would you compare compare Cosby and Carlin? Uh, it's no. not even close. No, I, I mean, I think they're both legends, but not nearly. See, part right, of- but can you compare Cosby and Sinbad? No. Sinbad is hacky on to how, how is Cosby. he hacky when he talks about dropping your butt and running? <laughs> like, who, 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 who else does that? When he talks about it? There's a reason why no one else does it. suicide. Like, who? Who, who does that? Like, See, to me, to me, I I like a guy who's intellectual, who's funny, who makes you think, who wears. Oh, uh, you're not gonna give that to me? Oh, intellectual. You see my set? All right. Well, all right. So in your, but in your, would you say I mean, how many? How many of Carlin's special? He's just talking about uh, farting and crapping. How many times has Carlin uh, worn parachute pants on on stage? I think that disqualifies. Well, uh, if you remember, Car- Carlin at one time was in a little suit and a little preppy. Of course. Kid. Yeah, but it's that was classy. the 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Sinbad's black. He's going to dress with the times. That, that's there. If Don't be racist. It, it's well, Maybe it's because he's black, and maybe it's because he's hip. He's yeah, gonna, he's, yeah, if there's anything that I think of when I think hip, it's, uh, it's Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys didn't have a Hammer album? 
Yes, I did. Okay. And as a matter of as a matter, then why are we still talking about as it? As a matter and of fact, also, I still do. And also, I wore my crisscross pants backwards. That doesn't mean I still do it. But or, the or consider is, it great. But have you seen some bad with this lady? But, but the whole point is that when you take a step back and then you re-examine, like I was saying during the commercial break, Saved by the Bell was infinitely entertaining when you're 12 years old. But now that you look back. It doesn't hold up, and that's the same way with the comedy of Sinbad. And I think Carlin's comedy will hold up forever. I, I think I think it was a genius. And to say that Sin to mention Sinbad and Carlin <laughs> in the same sentence is ludicrous, and it makes me want to slap you, Ricky, because I know you're better than that. <laughs> and listen, I, I'm not saying they're in the same, but you're saying Sinbad isn't funny. And that's not what I'm saying. And Carlin, he's not one of my favorites, but he is one of my most respected. You know uh, who, who, is, who is to you your favorite? Really? Ellen. Uh, Richard Pryor. Ellen. Uh, <laughs> and Ellen. I like Ellen. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, there, I think to me, to me, it's Pryor, Carlin. Those are the two. All right, give me uh, the three then. Um, it would have to be uh, probably Brian, uh, uh, what do you call it, Carlin, Pryor, and then uh, Bill Hicks. Yeah, Hicks is good. I agree. Because Hicks, but see, all three of those guys are in that same vein of what I mentioned earlier. Right, but do you like Seinfeld? Uh, no, I'm not huge into stand-up. Stand no. I, I thought now, the show now, was brilliant. He, he doesn't bust my gut, but when you look at the true form of comedy of taking the smallest thing and making it big, Seinfeld is the greatest. As far as the stand-up goes? If, if or the, the, the writing? The show. No, the writing and the stand-up. I've, I've never From, been impressed with the stand. I've never been impressed with Jerry Fontaine. That's because it doesn't bust your gut. He doesn't edge you. He doesn't bring but it to you your face. But you make it sound like I'm some sort of idiot. No, like, no you're I, an elitist. I, absolutely I am. There's no doubt about it that I'm an elitist. Why not? What's wrong with being an elitist? But it, it's like only liking horror films. No, 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 no. Well, first of all, no, elitist would only like horror films. No, I'm not saying the same mean, brand, but they, if I only like horror films and I can't watch a comedy or a family comedy. Or no, but you can't watch film noir, which is uh, Sinbad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it's that. Now, film noir is supposed to be edgy. And that's, yeah, that's black. Black exploitation. Yeah. All right, let's do this then. Here's what we decided to do. We wanted to teach the Sinbad, kids. Sinbad, the blackula of comedy. Yeah, there you go. We wanted to teach the kids some comedy. Uh, well, let me get the other boys' thoughts really quickly since we got them here. I mean, I don't want them just stand around. Uh, Tom, right? You're Tom, right? Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Happy Fourth of July. Uh, again, you're not on Work stage. in the room. It's just yeah, us. Right. <laughs> so who's from out of town, huh? Anybody? Anybody? Um, so, Ooh, yeah. yeah. How about that area? <laughs> what about for you? Was there anything in particular that, like, well, comedy-wise, like, who sticks out for you? Well, first of all, Carlin's the guy that did the Dirty Nursery Runs, right? Um, <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> I was no, I thought that was just dice. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. Uh, no, um, for me, Eddie Izzard's the guy. I'm a big Eddie Izzard fan. Right. Yeah, I like him a lot. But I, I'm not going to pretend either. When I was like 12, I thought Sinbad was hilarious. 12, yes. I, really I thought did. Barney was riveting. But see, here's the difference. Hold on. Let me put this back in perspective. Uh, douchebag one, Satchel Pat. Sinbad is good. The reason Carlin's held up is his Jordache elastic band jeans and his greasy-ass mullet. <laughs> you got Satchel Pat, who's 27. The kid, amazingly enough, looks 17, but he's 26. So does that get me off the hook for liking Sinbad? No, no, not at all, even though you look young. Because, again, you're grown men, and no grown man should say Sinbad is my favorite comic. Unless you're a senior citizen, then I'll allow I'll, I'll that. Yeah, if your grandpa would say yeah. that. I mean, you, I mean the, the only thing is you can't knock the guy for, for being good at what he did. You know, like, that was his shtick, you know, like... I hope. Yeah, I don't. That, maybe that just some, goes to show he could have. I'm not sure. Yeah, he yeah, said in the maybe. background, did he die? And let's, I don't know. Let's pull for that. 
All right, so you're thinking, no big deal. Um, Eddie Izzard's the man. For Eddie you. Izzard's my guy. Eddie Murphy is my. Uh, I, I, I thought Delirious was the he funniest was, thing I've ever. He's one of the biggest uh, comedians. Like w- when those two specials came out. There was no one bigger. Because we even said this last week, week, like we threw out the question. That's what it was. We threw out the question, now who is the funniest comic living? Who takes the mantle? Yes. Who takes the trophy from Carlin? I, I and this God. bastard said Sinbad. I wouldn't say Sinbad. Oh, you wouldn't we're, slap him for we that. We were talking about going to see him. Because I said that Sinbad was one of my favorites, and when I actually got a chance to go see him, I didn't think it was that good because I was expecting what I saw 15 years ago on the HBO special. You did get that, and it sucked. Yeah, and it sucked. It didn't live up to If I would have saw Drop Your Butt Run live, I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I still think Delirious from whatever, 1984, oh, yeah. he did that. That's still like the funniest Raw. hour yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Hour and a half, whatever it was. That I mean, that was, I mean he did everything. He as did a, absolutely everything. As a comic to you, what's, uh, like, you know, you were talking earlier to Ricky about you make the smallest thing into a huge thing. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so is, that, is that is that your same formula for you? Um, no. What I Basically, what I like to do is, is just sit back and see what happens. Like, the, like, last week I was watching Amadeus on HBO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, of course, I, why wouldn't you? I never, yeah, right, of course. There are only you know, 300 other yeah, channels. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was only a Friday night. I was alone, you know, I mean, I had a half a bottle of Zinfandel in me, you know, and I figured, why not? But I got to thinking that, you know, Mozart was nine years old when he wrote his first symphony. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's, and he's a genius for that. But if he was alive today, there's no way. There's far too many other things for him to do with the Internet. And you give that kid basic cable, he doesn't write a thing. That's basically all I'm saying. He did it more out of boredom. Right. There's never been a nine-year-old kid that wants to put on later hosen and a powdered wig and bang around on a harpsichord for an afternoon. No, now, now he would just put that uh, that energy to Guitar Hero. Yeah, it would be he'd, he'd do his real-world audition tape or something <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, I've that would one. be he'd be the little queen <laughs> over at the uh, at the rock and sports place dancing on the, that stupid dance game. Yeah, dance, 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 dance revolution. revolution. I DDR is the kids I call it. I the one by my house. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk to. Uh, uh, it's Nat. Step on up. Uh, step on up. Nat, what's your last name, man? You got the guitar. Are you the singing comic? Is that your thing? I don't sing, but I play. Okay, fair enough. And uh, as far as you're concerned, who's your favorite comic? Like, who's who's a good hey, comic? If the uh, if you had like a the choice of any comic to go see today that's still touring, who is it? George today? Carlin. No. To me, now he's funnier than Sinbad. I will say this though: George Carlin is the reason I am doing comedy today. He is my all-time favorite comic. But at the same time, I think you are somewhat beating a dead horse with this issue. Don't talk about Carlin that way. Dude, Body's not even cold. Dude, he beat Plenty cold. Listen, he changed my life, man. I listened to this. I'm like, man, this is really inspiring. I don't agree with everything he has to say, but it's funny. I can't get behind it. But at the same time, though, you're knocking Sinbad for not being funny or them bringing him up. And the same argument, listen. I never Sinbad's saw his, good. I never saw his comedy. I've never heard a bad word about it. But you're knocking him for his movies. Have you ever seen a George Carlin movie? Dude, Bill and Ted... One of my favorite movies growing oh, up. I'm but... sorry, Mr. Conductor. I'm sorry, Dogma. I'm sorry. He has a few quality <laughs> movies. Yeah, he was Mr. Conductor. He helped raise children. What did Sinbad do? Dude, then ruined two segments now on this show. That's all he's done. Dude, did Sinbad touch you when you were growing up, man? Uh, if only. It was another big black man. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, it is the hideout, hanging out with our comedian buddies on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. Okay, let's get to the real reason why we are here and why these boys are here, any of them. 
uh, we wanted to do what do we want like a little battle of the of the comedians. Yeah, but uh, I can't believe all of them are on the side of Sinbad. Are you on the side of Sinbad, Pedro? I love. Listen, man, I love George Carlin more than anybody. I was heartbroken when he died, but if Sinbad's funny, he's funny. I mean, he probably should be in the same category as George Carlin. I exactly. Agree with you on that. But if people think it's funny, it's funny. No, 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 because people think American Idol's quality entertainment. That doesn't mean it's quality entertainment. It's entertainment. Wait, shut up, Pedro. You watch American Idol? Get- Yes. Get it over. Let me get. Let me talk to Pedro. Here. Three out of the three out of the four guys you brought in here like Sinbad. No, well, is, is it four out of four? You're a Sinbad guy too. Are you gonna fall in with the comedian he's, crowd? He's not. He's not in my top three. But uh, he, if he, you, where would he be? Top twenty? <laughs> yeah, you know he'll definitely be in the top twenty because oh. I grew up watching. Wow, I, I, I'm genuinely shocked. I want to scissor kick you. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right, so here's what we wanted to do. I guess we wanted to. Um, Test is really we wanted it. Well, the whole bit's backfired now because yeah, all these clients think Sin, Sinbad's fantastic. Well, let's, see, let's, well, let's, let's kids, prove it. Let's see how the kids sell the the, the Sinbad joke. All right, here we have three Sinbad jokes. Okay, and uh, also, so we're gonna kind of go back and forth between the kid and Pedro and see who's funnier: the kid as Sinbad or Pedro Lima. MySpace.com slash NoFilterPedro. Wow, so i got to try and clean this up for radio, huh? For FM, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I mean, you've done this before. Do you have some jokes that are prepared? Uh, no. I mean, you're not you're, you're not the guy that's going to sit there like Janine Garofalo and read out of some stupid book or no, anything. No, absolutely not. You know, you don't want to be the person that has notes in front of you, right? No, no, that would be unprofessional. Yeah, that, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, I can't memorize my little same jokes I've been doing for two and a half that years. That is correct. Why would I, you know, who, who does that? Yep. Okay, very well. Uh, <laughs> um, I, do, do we need to, you want to break really quickly? Yeah, let's break everything set up and uh, let the kid warm up real quick, and then we will uh, come back and actually do the comedy. All right, we'll take a very quick break, come back. Uh, it is the hideout. Steph and Dubs with their comedian buddies on 106.7 WJFK. Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Eat it or hideout, yeah. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the kid McLovin. In this hour of the Hideout, we talked about happiness. We learned that Jefe and J Dubs were wrong and Sinbad is, in fact, funny. Coming up next, the joke off. I'm the kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the whore. Next call. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. And the face fits kicking. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Back in the Hideout, Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, El Jefe and J-Dubs, uh, also to the Satchel Patch and the Kid McLovin all here. And we're joined by our comedian buddies who are going to help us out. We're going to do a little battle of the comics. Uh, just because this whole Carlin versus Sinbad thing. Yeah, so I wanna... it's kind of blown up in our face. Yeah, I'm, these guys amazingly think Sinbad is funny. It's just different styles. Uh, but, uh, different styles of what? So what? Just because... It's like karate. <laughs> no, it's like comparing cargo shorts to jams. 
There's obviously one that's cool and jams are not. So that's the difference. I don't get out of here and tell me jams are cool. Cause I mean, Khan like, is Jeet Kune Do, you know, and then and then he's Taekwondo, you know. That's, uh, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. All right, we're gonna kind of do this like it's an actual comedy club. Uh, we're gonna get Ricky Reyes and and Nat Bamel and Tom Murphy who are here to come warm up the crowd. Then we're gonna do a joke off. All right. And it's going to go back and forth between our comedian buddy, Pedro Lima, who's been on the show numerous times, and the kid, McLovin, who is going to do Sinbad material. Mm -hmm. And Because he's such a big fan, he thinks he can actually live up to the whole Sinbad situation. So, now, let's welcome everybody into the Hideout Club, Comedy Club, on a Saturday night. Coming to the stage, Mr. Ricky Reyes. Yes! Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm glad you guys are talk radio, because usually I listen to hip-hop and rap, but I think I'm going to stop, because now i got too many damn bells and whistles in the background. Every time I'm driving, I think my cell phone's going off. You ever get that? Driving around like, doo, doo, doo. you keep looking, you're like, my phone don't even ring like that. Why do I keep looking? And sometimes in rap, they got the nerve to put sirens in the background now. Like, you need this? I don't need this. I'm throwing out weed unnecessarily, <laughs> eating pills I don't have to. That stuff is for sale. They're messing up my profits, man. <laughs> I like rap, you know, and all, but one thing I don't like is now everything's a remix, you know? It's like they put on the song and you even haven't heard it for one time and they're all in screaming, remix, and it's not a different song. It's the same song, same beat, but they got a guest artist and now everybody's screaming, remix! It's the remix, the remix, the remix. I haven't heard the original. Why don't you slow down? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Ricky Reyes here in the hideout. Thank you. You guys have been wonderful. Uh, Try the veal. Step into the stage, <laughs> Nat Bamel. Let's welcome Nat Bamel to the Hideout Comedy Club in DC. All right, here's something that might upset a lot of ladies out there, but I think it really needs to be said. Sex in the City sucks. And the reason I say this is I don't understand why so many women would take fashion and relationship advice from the ugliest women on television. Like, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like the lead singer of Twisted Sister if he ever got a terminal illness. <laughs> Like, for God's sake, the cutest thing about her is her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig, I dig. Hey, you're, you're in a room full of comics. I get it. It's good. All right, step into the stage now is uh, Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy now in the Hideout DC Comedy Club, 106.7 WJFK. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'd like to share with you now sentences I hope I never really have to say. Once again... These are sentences I hope I never really have to say. All right, when's the next flight to Darfur? Can you give me directions to Martin Luther King Boulevard? <laughs> What's the score of that WNBA game? When does Dan <laughs> Cook's next movie come out? <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. You guys have been great. Nice. Good stuff. Um... <laughs> So, again, it is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. Uh, again, our, this whole comedy discussion here on this Saturday night. So now what we're going to do is we, now that the crowd's warmed up, you know, we're excited, it's time to ruin that with the comedy of Sinbad. We're going to do <laughs> Joke from Sinbad. Uh, or should we, let's start with Pedro. Let's you want to start with Pedro? Wait, why would I start? No, that's fine. Yeah, let's have you start. I would start. Yeah. Because honestly, to me, you're funnier than Sinbad. Oh. 
Sinbad yeah, first? Sinbad really? first. Okay, we'll go Sinbad first then. I'm visiting team. I, I listen, listen, trust me. Pedro, you're first. <laughs> All right, Pedro, go first. All right, here we go. Pedro, Liam, let's run to the D.C. stage. Don't forget, drinks are two for one, two for one, especially in the second show of the night. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Pedro Lima. Alright, so I'm on a strict mission. I'm on a mission to track down the ass that started the rumor. Dude, once you get married, this ring is going to give you so much play. Because it's not. It's not going to give you any play. As a matter of fact, the play that I was getting from my girl before she got the ring, consistent. Once she got the ring, now i got to broker a deal with her, and somehow the Home Depot gets involved? <laughs> now I'm negotiating? Now I'm in bed. It's like, come on, honey, let's do this. Let's rock this. Come on. It's like... I'll fix the yard. I'll build a fence. I'll add an extra room. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, I, I have a Home Depot card, people, and not because I uh, I like to build stuff. No, I'm Puerto Rican, not Mexican. It's two different <laughs> levels. Oh, come on. What? What? Your people always building stuff like little Lego maniacs, always stacking stuff for no apparent reason. And God forbid if I drive with a pickup by Home Depot and stop for two seconds, next thing I know i got a family of 14 in my cab. Thank you. <laughs> All right, there's, there's Pedro Lima. Little racist. I don't really go for that. Um, sure you do. Yeah, you're right. I think it's funny. Okay, <laughs> now let's go to the comedy stylings of Sinbad as performed by the Kid McLovin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't lie to your mama. There's not one lie that you can say your mama hasn't said on her own. You lie and mama laughs at you. Haha, I created this lie. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to compete against that? Yeah. This isn't a competition. Yeah, <laughs> this is a slaughter. Easy. I don't know. It was closer than I thought it'd be. Oh! <laughs> I got to be honest with you. All right. So, so far, we're going to call that one a draw. Let's go back <laughs> to Pedro now. Pedro, uh, you're up with your second joke. All right, people. Now it's time to uh, bring the guns. And for this, I'm going to need my uh, my playing buddy right now, uh, Mr. Nat Bemo. Okay. And uh, we form a super group, which is known. Uh, what we do, uh, Nat's Jewish, I'm Puerto Rican. And we decide to bring. Uh, Get out of the studio. <laughs> we decide to bring uh, both words together. And we decided to take the most derogatory ethnic slurs that they throw our way and put them together. So when me and Nat are doing jokes together, we're mm. known simply by one word, and that's called Spike. <laughs> <laughs> and the poem that we're going to do right now is uh, the, mo the worst offensive punchlines ever you've ever heard in the world to the medley of popular uh, pop music. So here we go. Wet their lips, stick them on the wall. <laughs> a pizza feeds a family of four. The defendant. Because they'll bite their fingers. The dishes, if she knows what's good for her. Cuatro Cinco. Because they don't work in the future either. <laughs> the first grade. 
oil spill. <laughs> a pizza doesn't scream in the oven. <laughs> Velcro on the ceiling. The harder you hit them, the more Spanish, the more ink. I stop! Ah! The harder you hit them, the more English you get out of them. <laughs> there we go. What was the title of that piece? Uh, we don't even have a title for it. Ah, okay. What? Unity. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, here we go now. Um, so that was a joke for um, the uh, the comedian crew. Now here, once again, another joke from Sinbad as performed by the Kid McClellan. I don't know what's going on with kids. They be working at McDonald's and are still are confused. I mean, come on. The menus are pictures of food, and they still have to be drained. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, this is tougher than the 2000 election. <laughs> I'm really having a tough time deciding. I'm, his delivery makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies the bit. Okay, now, uh, here we go. We got one final joke. Are we gonna, uh, uh, Tom, you want to step up and have the final joke uh, against Sinbad? All right. All right, final okay. joke and one last song before we get out of here. All right, I got to tell this joke because I only have a few more months to do it. Um... I hope, I'm sure, because this is going out over for D.C., that uh, everyone was paying close attention to the election. Uh, I know I was. And, and for a minute there, it was actually really, you know, close with Hillary and Obama. And, and Hillary was running for president, and, and personally, I didn't like it. Not, not because I'm a Republican or a Democrat or anything, but I think that Hillary Clinton thinks that she could be president because her husband was president. Mm-hmm. You know, and politics is the only job where you can really get away with that. You can't play center field for the Yankees because your husband plays center field for the Yankees. You can't be a heart surgeon because your husband's a heart surgeon. You can't be a garbage man because your husband's a garbage man. And actually, now that I think about it, the only thing more retarded than saying you could be president because your husband was president is thinking you could be president because your father was president. <laughs> gotcha. So choke on that, John Quincy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now here to retort for the ghost of Sinbad is the kid McLovin. You women got to quit watching Oprah. Nothing is worse than coming home and your women done been watching Oprah and <laughs> she's been looking for signs. She looks at you and says, mm-hmm, that's what Oprah said you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I I gotta be honest. That joke probably got the biggest pop of the night. I'm gonna have to give it to Sinbad. No, you can't. I mean, honestly, out of the comedy that was thrown around, I think that was probably the best delivery and punchline line. Flip sold it. Flip yeah. sold it. <laughs> All right, let's do one final song. Let you one final out of song, here. and uh, it's going to be a little uh, duet. So if you can put a mic on on that, so he can help out with the words while he plays music. I don't know if we have those. Skaters. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is titled "You're a Douche." You're a douche. Dedicated to Sinbad. An original writing by Spike. If you wear a Bluetooth. While you ride your bike, you're a douche. 
If you still say, that's how I roll, you're a douche. If you decided to go green and told more than three people, you're a douche. If you still quote Borat, <laughs> you're a douche. If you have more cats than what you make an hour, you're a douche. If you're an Asian and you don't know karate, you're a douche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there they are, Spike, the uh, racist Puerto Rican Jewish guy. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, boys, thank you so much for coming in. The high All right, thank you for having us, bro. Yeah, ran afros and bell bottoms. Uh, dubs, I think we've been put in our place. I think it's obvious uh, that Sinbad is by far the funniest man on earth. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Hideout, yeah. Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We sit in a house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. Hide out. Wrapping it up on a Saturday night on this three-day weekend. Woo! It is the Hideout Half Fan Dubs 106.7 WJFK. I want to thank our boys that came in, our comedian buddies, that sadly proved that Sinbad may actually be funny. I've known <laughs> it all along. Sinbad's the man. It still doesn't belong in the same sentence as Carlin, but whatever. Uh, all right, coming down this uh, this home stretch, still a lot to squeeze in in these last few minutes that we're with you before Joe Radio. Uh, Hideoutparatix.net's the fan board. Hideout Radio is the instant messenger uh, if you want to get in where you can. Uh, really quickly, uh, we have a dumb poetry jam. Yes. Um, I also, too, I've been, I was told in the very beginning of the show, I forgot to mention it again, the promos that were put together about the show. Mm -hmm. A listener who also does a, uh, a show called We Hit and Run. And he posts all the time on hideoutheretics.net. He put together some promos of of the hideout. And I actually thought they were pretty good and they're airworthy. Uh, and it's just funny because it might be interesting for these guys to hear it. The yeah, they, they've and never uh, really experienced any of those, they, that, that, that uh, genre of the hideout. Because they don't know anything previous to when they joined the show mm -hmm. which is kind five of, weeks ago. Which is kind of oh, what kind of drew us to them because... We usually uh, hire people who are fans of the show before, uh, not really radio people, and uh, brought them on and you know made producers out of them and uh, co-hosts and everything. Uh, so here is one uh, that is specifically now. I know the the Satchel Patch has issues with this. It's the editing for content, mm -hmm. and this is a promo that as I go back and I listen to this, and it's it's put together really quickly. Dubs is driving me crazy. Because he keeps saying stuff that I have to dump out, and he starts doing it on purpose. Again, this is from Kevin from the boys from We Hit and Run. 
Uh, check them out. They're on hideoutheretics.net, and that links to all their info. I dumped it. That is enough. You can only go so far, and then I have to dump you. Behave. I had to be careful. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> I thought he said something else. <laughs> Hold on for one second there. Oh, we can say that. Man. <laughs> joke about that all you like. No. I'm here to dump out of it. Just for a second, you know what I mean? Just appease me and be okay with what I dump and what I don't dump out, all right? I might need that dump, all right? No kidding. <laughs> Clown. Don't. You know what? I've had enough this segment. Just don't. I know where you're going to go. I told you to stop. <laughs> we got to wait for the delay to ramp back up. <laughs> It's back up. Come on, man. Please try to behave. No. This whole segment, I've had to dump you about a trillion times already. You're overdumping. No, man. I'm not. Yes, you are. So that's one kind of a blast from the past. I like that. Maybe we'll use these as rejoiners, too. Yeah, that's what he said. Here is one. This one is actually brilliant. I always worried if someone was going to do this. This is about me and marriage. And this will kind of help. You guys didn't know. I mean, I think they had just joined the show when I talked about getting engaged to my now fiance. Yeah, you don't know pre-engagement. Show number two. It, it was show number two that you were engaged. Yeah, that you guys joined us. This mixes that with previous rants that I've done about marriage. So I say, hey, get the dog. We're going for a walk. Why is it this institution of marriage is so held up? So it's a it's a beautiful night. There's a beautiful moon out. Why even get married, dude? So I kiss her and I say, you know how much I love you. And then I give her a little kiss. The dog wraps himself around us after he poos. And I just do not think that the institution of marriage itself is worth a damn. And I pull the, the ring out of my pocket. And then, bam, there it is. dropped in the poop. It's not worth it. I really don't think it's worth it. I just know this is the girl for me. And I proposed. Dude, <laughs> she was taken aback. She was shocked. Her words, yes! yes! The life is over at that point. We still pull around? <laughs> Absolutely. It's not cheating if it's of your same sex. Yeah. I know. Ass. <laughs> it's, I mean, I... You guys don't know, but I was so anti-marriage. Well, you, you went through a divorce and everything, and right after that, and even before that, you were pretty anti-marriage. Maybe even more so before that, you were anti-marriage when you were... Because when we were in D.C. the first time, my wife at the time didn't want to be associated with the show, so I had to run this bit that, that, you I, was, were separated. that I was actually separated. And I hated being married that whole time. So I would always rail against marriage because I was miserable in my marriage. And mm. I really meant it at that time. And I never thought, you know, first of all, I was in a marriage, but I didn't want to be. And if I ever got out, I never wanted to get married again. And then, oops, uh, I guess <laughs> I did. And here's the last one. This is a pretty infamous clip. I don't know that you guys have ever really seen me mad, Oof. the kid in Satchel. You've never seen me mad. But here is one of the most infamous and this happened rants. in D.C. Mm -hmm. We were in right before we uh, left for Orlando. Yeah, and it was a Sunday show. And here's the setup, and you hear the whole thing. The hideout. At the llama, uh, you can catch Celebrity Justice on Channel Seven here in Washington D.C. How are you, Pat? Well, you know, I, yeah. I have to tell you, if we, I don't want to get political here, but I will. Really, I think a lot. Do. CNN clearly has an agenda. I mean, oh, okay. honey, you got to be kidding me! You think CNN is down the middle? You more than more than Fox is? Oh my God, I can't even believe I'm talking to you. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. I, I can't even. I just get frustrated by. People who are led by a guy like named Michael Moore and that don't really look at the facts. 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 I 
get frustrated by goddamn Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh who are out there as puppets for this goddamn administration that wants to do nothing but have a crusade against Christianity, a, cr a crusade to spread capitalism, and we're going down the tube, honey, and if you don't see that, you're insane. <laughs> Why do I have to leave? It's my country. I can't argue with you. You and your people insist on us keeping our mouths shut. Shame on you for pretending to care about America. For more information, go to hideoutradio.com. It still gives. I, I, it still makes me angry when I think about that bitch. Where was she from? <laughs> she was from crying? Celebrity Justice, a TV show, I believe, on the court. Channel or something like that. Yeah, the the blonde. Yeah. blonde girl. Yeah. I like her. Wow. Yeah, and so we're talking about something, and she heard us as we were coming back from the we're, break we're talking, talking about the war. It, yeah, it was uh, the, the first day of elections in Iraq. You don't like Bill O'Reilly? No, I love him. Why, why don't He's, you? Why the spin don't, stops here. This is no spin Bill zone. Bill O'Reilly's good. If you don't like Bill O'Reilly, maybe you should leave this country. Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic. I love him. He's great. Uh, he's on my station in Tampa. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. So anyway, that was kind of cool. And if anyone else wants to keep doing those, you know, we can definitely, you know, throw those throw those in the yeah, mix. Yeah, they're fun. That's pretty good. I, I like the one with about the marriage, how you kind of talk your way into a corner. I've done that with a lot of things in the way I've lived my life in the past. And then, you know, kind of where I'm at right now is my girl would hear old stories or something that I've done five, six years ago and just completely... Right, it's a and, different person now. And, and, and there's stuff that, you know, I can't say that if it was ever brought to her attention. You know, it, it could be that way with marriage if she found, you know, your thoughts, although she, you know, she she kind of knows you, you know. It's, yeah, she, I mean, she knows. She's listening to the show. She's heard me rail against marriage and the whole thing. So, you know, it's not that big a deal. Uh, all right, let's do uh, Dumb Poetry Jam. All right. Um, anybody want to go first in particular? I can or? hit it up. I was just speaking right. on uh, the situation. Okay. okay, go ahead. All right, the, the name of my poem is uh, Invasion of the Domicile. <laughs> Dirty drawers used to litter the floor. Lots of porn. Life was not a bore. Trash and beer bottles were stacked to the ceiling fan. I did what I wanted to. I lived like a man. I spent money a good night alone. A 12-pack of beer, Johnny Cash, no need for a telephone. My, oh, my, how things have changed. Last night, we listened to Shania Twain. My nudie magazines found a new home in the trash. I've traded it all for a nightly piece of gas. Yes, it's happened. Satchel's been tamed. I've lost my edge. The patch is now lame. So, have you found the one? Is this... You know, I'm not going to say it's the one. Yes, it is. Because you're I, moving in together or you're thinking my of girl, it. No, my girl's moving in. She's now moved in. We moved in earlier in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. But at middle of the week, I've moved all our stuff in. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say she's the one, but I, I've never really dated girls. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never really had girlfriends and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, so what have you, you dated? Guys? No. Labradors? <laughs> one night stands. Children? I'd use them and abuse them and toss them. You know, I'd keep a girl for maybe a week or two. Uh -huh. I never really kept a girl around. I didn't trust them. I would do what I wanted to, have my way with them. And then once I was done with them, I would throw it around. And it's, it's no. the reason why you uh, you uh, threw them out was period. I mean, that that was that's the only way I will kick a woman out. It's three days out in the woods, then you can come back. All right, Chuck, Chuck. Well, it's, it's, it's like... Uh, I'm an Indian. 
I, I would always I, I treated women with disrespect. You know, I, I, it's not I say I respected women, but I, mm. I didn't treat them with respect, and I, I treated them like a scumbag. I was a scumbag, you know. And the things I would do, the women I would do, the, the way I was living was just unright. But I would always look, and you know, it's, it's not me. It's the women. Yeah. You know, it's, it's these skank hoes. It's these skank hoes. I treat them the way they want to be treated and control them until I found a decent girl, some some girl that I actually enjoyed to spend my time with. You know, and so I've, I've kind of turned a little bit, and I'm not that scumbag that I used to be. I don't mind spending time with one girl. I don't mind being true to one You're girl and stuff up. like that. Yeah. That's your passion. It's, growing up. It's now, we just got, up. now we just got to work on the Cuban thing. No, it's not. And we'll, yeah, that'd be It's great. not growing up. I've been here. I've been here for a while. It's just until you find that right person. I'm not gonna date. When do I get to meet her? She's never coming on the show. We've we've had we've had a problem. Well, with this. Why why can't we uh, be friends outside the studio? No, I, have, I have no problem with that. Right. Uh, you know, it's like with the kid bring. I, for crying out loud, do you think he'd ever bring a kid into this uh, a girl into this studio? Hell, wow. hell no. But did I, I bring a girl into this studio. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. No. So I'm not bringing my. I'll girl bring in. my chick in here. See, what do I care? We actually got into a big scuffle about this because I said. Uh, I didn't want her to be on my MySpace or something like that because I didn't want anybody to, to know who she was. Kind of, she got pissed about that because I said I don't want the people I work with to know you. There are ways around that, though. She flipped out and it was like you're ashamed of me, something like that. So a I, Cuban. Said, I said no, that's not it. What you're saying it's is just that I don't want to raise the whole the whole high profile of you not being legal. So <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, there's a point to that. But you know, you come in here in the microphone and and you know. I'd say we're different she, off there, but yeah. this is the hideout. This is the place where we yeah. get to be ourselves, where, you know, when we're outside in our day-to-day lives, we wouldn't be doing the same thing. Right. You know, we know how to act in social situations, but this is a hideout. This is where we can talk from the heart. You know what would be interesting? Hmm. If somehow Dubs could get a chick, which, by the way, I think he is. What are you uh, talking about? I think you're going to have a girlfriend very soon. And the kid, and then we let them all get together and do a segment. You know what let I mean? Let the girls? Yeah, let the girls do and see what... Chick see, Yeah, right. And see That's how they... That's going to happen. And see how they talk. You know what I mean? You well, know, it, why don't we just do it with, uh, you know, if I get a chick, our three chicks, and the kid. And the kid, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know how unentertaining that would be. Yes, they would sit. And that's part no, of no, why no, I no. That would be very entertaining. We would come back in there. He would have makeup on, little bows in his hair, <laughs> lipstick, and he would be walking around. Look how pretty I am. And he's like, and it, you know, we real figure out what is really wrong with him. He's always wanted to be a woman all this time. Finally had some girl time. Spent that much time around women. Uh, it's uh. It'd be very interesting. It would actually be a lot of fun. All right, it is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK, the Kid, McLovin, and Satchel Patch. Our weekly week in poetry and review, dumb poetry jam. Mm. Let's go to the Kid McLovin next. Let's hear the kids' uh, poetry here. What's the name of it? A Dream Come True. <laughs> I don't know quite what to say. I got some news that just made my day. This must be more exciting than running a batch. The emotions I have gone through, there is no match. I have worked really hard to get where I am at. I must succeed without my head getting too fat. All of this is happening really so fast. I must do my best to make sure it lasts. You must wonder what it could be, what in the world has gotten into me. Try to figure, think high and low. Truth be told, I got my own hockey show. I thought it was going to be the I'm a mo. I was going to say I found a dirty hoe. <laughs> no, he, uh, the kids been doing well where we are, and I decided to give him a uh, hockey show because he loves hockey and he loves 
uh, stuff like that. So I'm very happy for the kid, and I'm teaming him up with somebody. And All right, first show, we air check on this show. Why would you Love submit it. that to our listeners? <laughs> I, it's Come be, on, man. We we already submit. We already submit. What is it? The boxing show on Friday night. Yeah, that thing's off. Yeah. Listen, can we talk about your first? Can we talk about his first time here in the stu- in the station in the studio? What happened? What? Yeah, what sure. did happen? All right. Uh, with the when he wanted to do the, yeah, the if you want to. the updates. Uh, it, you know, my first my first in- interaction with the kid. Is they they they're doing this show something like oh. that and he's gonna do well, updates. Let me, let me give some background. Right? Okay. For those of you that maybe don't know, we do this show from our Tampa, Florida hideout. All right, our Tampa Bay, Florida hideout, where I'm the program director of two stations, one a news talk, the other a sports station. Uh, the Satchel Patch works on the sports station. The kid helps us out there, and so it's that setup. Now go ahead. Well, the kid comes in on one of the nightly sports shows and he's gonna do. Updates, sports updates during the show, and I mm-hmm. hear him come in and hi, my name is the kid, and I'm yeah. and I go out there and and go get the PD, Hefe, and I say Hefe, they got this doofus in there that they're about to put on the air, and if you care anything about this station whatsoever, you will go slap him across the face and say, no way in hell you're touching a microphone in this market now. That is the God's honest truth. <laughs> really? So he's the one that ratted me out. Yes, he is the one that ratted you no, out. No, I would call it the one that saved this freaking station. <laughs> All right, now, now, hold on. So I came in. And, and you listened, and you said I wasn't as bad as you thought. He was being nice. Look at you. He thought you were a 16-year-old kid fresh out of summer <laughs> break, and he didn't want to break your tiny little heart. <laughs> that is partly true. I mean, if you want to talk about it, that is partly true. But I said, kid, let me hear you. Let me hear the sports center update you were doing. It didn't sound bad. Okay. Obviously, the kid has some vocal work to do. Yeah. But he he's good. Like the sports centers that he does are good. And I said, well, keep practicing. You know, keep working at it. The kid did. You know, it's every time you say, hey, go do something and try to be better. The kid does it, which I infinitely respect. Eventually, got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm down with this. I believe you started doing it on the weekends. Right. I haven't gotten any complaints about it. The kid's working hard. He loves hockey, so he's going to be, you know, a, a co-host on a hockey show. He's like Jock Itch without Tanakton. He just kind of grows. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Wow. Low blow. Yeah, but. Be happy, though. You've worked very hard. We found hey, the kid's kryptonite. I, sports metaphors. I, I said you grow on me. I said you grow on me. Come uh, on. I've lightened up to you. By the way. Uh, <laughs> you haven't lightened up to me at all. Let me tell you something right there, buddy. Hey, oh. Who was defending Who was defending you last week during the week? Who was, who when, when you got upset, uh, who was going to go take your back and chew some ass? <laughs> who was it? Uh, Dro, I think. Yeah. No, Dro. Hefe. Hefe called, and when I was in the middle of my conversation, I was in here yeah, true. You chewing are. ass, and then Hefe you are. called and interrupted it. So you can't say that. I am looking out for you. We're all on the team, but that, I mean, if you really want to know the story, that's how it ori- he was the one who ratted you out. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew somebody did. I just hadn't figured out who yet. <laughs> it was me! <laughs> He's so happy. The guy, the, guy, the guy that has that god-awful boxing show on Friday Night Ratted Well, guess what? Guess what? Now the kid has just as much airtime on the sports station as the Satchel Patch. How embarrassing. (laughs) I'm going to just start donating half my paycheck to pay for play. No, that's not true. Next Thursday, me and Satchel are starting up the sports blotters, too. How embarrassing. I think I I was asked to be part of that, if I remember correctly. 
By who? Well, anyway, that's that's not for here. That's just a whole bunch By of insights. Who asked the kid to be a part of my show? I did. Why? You need somebody push buttons. You guys need some professionalism on it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get back to our. But congratulations. He sure as hell not doing updates on our show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're a hard worker, and I'm very happy for you. All right, here we go. Congratulations, by the uh, way. Doug, yeah. do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. go? Mine's going to be quick. So. All right, here we go. <laughs> Still doing Dumb Poetry Jam. It is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. This is, no, the name. This is called I Have Nothing to Write About. I have nothing to write about. Should I find this sad? I have nothing to write about. I need a life. Bad. I have nothing to write about other than the batch I just worked. I have nothing to write about. <laughs> My interest, not perked. I have nothing to write about. No great adventures or a group that I could join. I have nothing to write about, except for maybe that new blister on my groin. All right. <laughs> All right, we're running out of time, so let me do this one really quick. All right. Mine is entitled, Is It Broken? <laughs> Something's not right, even though I've lost a lot of weight. Nearly 20 pounds, in fact, since my June 20th diet start date. But when I wake up in the morning, there's no wood to be found. And when I watch porn, there's nothing to pound. Oh. Where is my sex drive gone? Was it fueled by burgers and fries? Or am I bored with my chick? Is it time for cheating and lies? Uh Uh-oh. Of course not. But damn, I need a fix. What grown-ass man has no interest in sex? Kid, do I have have ED? Is that even legit? Or should I just ask my fiancé to use a digit? (laughs) Go with the digit! (laughs) You'll be glad you did. Um, So, yeah, it's a situation of I've been losing weight. Mm-hmm. But with losing all this weight, for whatever reason, and I just don't know why, I got no sex drive, like, at all. Do you think all. it's stress, or do you think it's the weight? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I'm talking I'm doing 500 calories a day, and I'm making it through the day, you know, with an appetite suppressant. So as far as, like, my body goes, I don't think that my body naturally has what it needs to get excited. Like, I just have no interest... In girls, or sex right now. Are you, are you exercising? Oh, yeah. And like running and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think you may need to take up your calorie intake. Are you batching? We can't, though. Batches? He can't take his calorie intake up yeah, because he's not... I'm losing weight. Well, still, I mean, so what? It, what's, what's good at being skinny if you're not getting busy? Well, eventually when I get skinny, yeah, skinny, skinny. You know, if he, if he was having problems, like, performing around new girls or something, but this is a chick he's with and everything, and she'll be there in a few weeks when he's able to take his still, calorie count I mean, up. I'm, I'm more of the, you got to service me now. You need to do something. Uh, go, go with the digit. Try the digit. All right. I'm not going to do that. Why not? I'm not going to try that. Cut. Do you ba- How often do you batch? Do you uh, batch anymore? Do I? Yeah. No, I have I have not I have not batched. Get on your old computer and just, you know, flip you through the, get the on favorites. Your, yeah, go through, go to favorites <laughs> and, and get get on Ass. get on a little hardcore. Yeah. And see what it does for you. Hardcore always works even uh-huh. when I wasn't in the mood. I would just pop it on. And Find then... stuff you would never look at normally. I'll give you some links. I, I got a good site for you. Yeah. Lemonparty.org. No. No, that's a, a real a real one. That's not what I want to do. A good one. 
I'm not, no, 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 I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any of that. I just, I'm interested in getting skinny, and then once I get skinny, I think I'll be fine. Say, hey, look at me, I'm skinny, but that never kept me from getting busy. <laughs> I understand. I like the girls with the boom. Look at funky baseline. Yeah, I almost got busy in the Burger King bathroom. I can't even go into a Burger King. Yeah, I'm, I'm forbidden from going into fast food restaurants. You got to do something with your girl. Have you talked about it with her? Yeah, I mean, she'll hear the show. Maybe y'all can exchange. <laughs> some, uh, but she hasn't noticed that your sex drive has been down. Has she said anything to you? Um, not really. Or is it just side like. Woo. So what are you doing Thank for the God. rest of your Saturday night? Go home. Say, go say you're going to the bathroom and come out. You know what? If it's not going to work for you, slam it in a car door. Come out bucket naked and, and out of the bathroom and just say, hey, look at my new physique. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sexy. I mean, she's looking like she's she's purposely dropping hints like, wow, you're hot. Put High some, weights to it. Put on some girly underwear. Go get some of her panties. Ah, that's hot. Put on some of her underwear and let that rub up against you while you walk. Ah. Uh, I think I just won't have sex again until I hit my goal weight of 185. <laughs> Which you're not going to do. Why not? 185 is... I've lost nearly 20 pounds already we in need two a, weeks. A running toll. Who's going to get some? The kid or... <laughs> or, or will, or uh, will Hefe get uh, a rod again? Who's getting there first? He's not hitting 185, so it's going to be a while. I'm going to get there. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. When was the last time you saw 185? When was the last time you saw a 1 on that scale? When was the last time you had something other than a wheat then? Um, as far as... And it probably was pre-college. I weigh 170. Yeah, I'm right around there, too. So you're talking about getting as skinny as us, and we're scrawny. No, because he's shorter. So 185 would still be... Yeah, 185 would still be heavy. He's taller than the kid. He's still no, maybe not, shorter than no, the woman. The, the, no, the kid's taller. How the, tall girl, the, the kid's almost our height. Yeah, how tall he is he? Six foot. Yeah. Good night. I'm five six and a half. I thought he was at least four ten, four eleven. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? That actually says something, kid. There's something to be said about how you carry yourself. Yeah. Like I think I seem a lot taller. Probably than five six. And Remember, a half. we we worked with a guy who was probably about five six, five seven. He was always, five, five. Yeah, you always thought he was taller just because he had this kind of attitude to a him. Presence. Dave Diamond. A presence to yeah. him. I wonder if he's still alive. I doubt it. I hope he is. I don't. He was that old rock jock that just kind of been there. I hope he's in there. heaven with his jars. He's working at a, a strip club now. Yeah, he's been there and who's done that. And um, He actually had a news story run on him about keeping uh, his bodily waste in jars. I've, I've done that before. <laughs> All right. Save Poker bottles. Hawker bottles. You know when you get sick and you get a nice lung congestion, it comes up looking like eggs? I would save it because of the things we would do to me and my friends would do to each other when they're passed out. I always had protection. And I would get a hawker bottle, an old shampoo bottle, fill it up about halfway and let it marinate for a month, and then show people, if I ever wake up with pictures of y'all doing foul things to me, next time you fall asleep, you will be covered in this. <laughs> You're so disgusting. It was the best protection of all time. I never got messed with. I was always the one to mess and never got messed with. But really? that hawker bottle, you could take the lid off of it. Within three seconds, it would fill a room. Oh. And he made condoms out of it later. That's what he meant by protection. All right, you guys have a fantastic rest of your three-day weekend. We'll see you next Saturday night right back in here in the hideout from 6 to 9. That's uh, Dubs. I'm Hefe. That's the Satchel Patch. Stay tuned for the Kid McLovin's final update of the night.
Joe Radio on the way. It is 106.7 WJFK. Hideoutheretics.net. Go join and talk about everything now. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. Aye. Five thousand. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In this hour of the Hideout, we learned that the kid can't deliver jokes, we recited dumb poetry, we heard some drops that talked about Hefe and marriage. I'm the kid, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. Check in for the podcast within 48 hours. 5,000.